everybody, and welcome to Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and today we are joined by the one and only Anthony Lowry. Anthony, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Alex. How are you? Doing great. Glad to have you on to break down the newest movie in the DC franchise, so to speak, The Batman. Matt Reeves is new Batman movie. Uh, you went and saw it. I saw it. Uh, we've both seen it once. I think both of us are in the same boat that we tried to see it or would have loved to have seen it more than once, but life and a runtime of that length kind of prevented us from doing so. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm contemplating over the next few days, just going after work and catching, you know, the first half or the last half since I've already That's seen it. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> I mean, I know because you have a list, so that wouldn't be a big deal for you to just pop in for the last, you know, hour, two hours, whatever it may be. But I don't know. We'll see. That's pretty funny. I wonder where, like, what would be the ideal spot to enter the movie into? I'm trying to think if it has moments of of breaking. But before we get into that, uh, we are going to be talking full spoilers about the Batman. Uh, so if you have not seen this movie, go ahead, go to the theater, check it out. I think most of you probably have due to the amount of money it made this weekend, which was $125.8 million, uh, which is the second highest grossing opening weekend since the pandemic followed only behind uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, which is kind of cool. Shocker. Yeah, right? I know. If <laughs> only Shocker us, had been in that movie. <laughs> since both of us also saw Spider-Man the first weekend multiple times. That's right. Yeah, and see, that's what I was, it's funny. And maybe let's let's start with that. We're going to get the, the elephant in the room out of the way. Uh, this runtime, two hours and 55 minutes, uh, factoring in credits, I, okay, I know I've got it down to a science. AMC's got their trailers and everything goes about 20 minutes from the showtime, though I think it's probably 21 at this point because we got to see uh, Nicole Kidman as well as she comes <laughs> on and lets us know about what the movies are all about. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, my showing was at three and we got done at 6.11. As a, like I whipped out my phone the minute that the credits started rolling. And so mm -hmm. that's like... Uh, it's definitely not. So it's probably more like two hours and 40 minutes. And I'm just curious because we had had a little conversation about this too. Spider-Man No Way Home is 20 minutes shorter than this movie. Avengers Endgame is six minutes longer than this movie. Why has the runtime been such a topic of discussion and something that, again, we only went and saw it once, but Spider-Man No Way Home, we went and saw three times, you know, that weekend. What's the difference? What's, what's going on there? What do you think? I don't know. I think WB... You know, DC, they've always had issues. I mean, Zack Snyder wanted a four-hour Justice League movie. That's and true. Warner Brothers was like, no one is going to go see a four-hour movie to cut it in half. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think this movie warranted the runtime that it had. I don't think it felt long. I God think, um, you know, and to have a three-hour runtime, I'm just rounding it up, and to not get an origin of Batman of Bruce Wayne in a sense was huge. You know, think of, you know, Batman begins, which essentially, you know, is the origin story of Batman and that's fine, but you don't really see him as Batman until what halfway two thirds of the way through that movie. And, and I think this movie really did a good job of managing the time that it had. And I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, you know, three hours plus, you know, traveling to and from the theater isn't as easy as two and a half hours, but I, th I think it's, it's good. I think it's a, a good length. Yeah. And I, I kind of felt the same way too, in regards to um, it kind of like what you said, it 
felt like a total Batman movie. And we'll, we'll certainly talk about that. It was way more of a Batman movie than a Bruce Wayne movie. And this is one of the first times where, you know, you didn't really know going into it. I, maybe there had been an interview or two, but like, like they were even making the comparisons of, you know, to Spider-Man. We, we, we see Uncle Ben die multiple times. We see Martha and Thomas Wayne die multiple times in these movies. And so I don't think they ever showed or shared anything of like, hey, keep your eyes peeled. It's three hours because we got a little bit of an origin story in here. This feels like one of the first times where we've had an actual long movie where there is no origin. And so you're basically getting that extra time that you always wanted in those other showings, right? Because like the movie ends, you're like, man, I wish I wish we'd have seen more Batman because I've seen Thomas and Martha die seven different times, you know, over animated and, and live action. So in that sense, I thought it was awesome because we got so much Batman in this movie. And I think this was one of the first times where I was very hesitant going into the movie but I left incredibly pleased. Like I just, I was so happy about it. And that's what we'll kind of get kicked off on. This is kind of our overall thoughts of the movie. So um, Anthony, feel free. I'd love to hear what you thought overall. Uh, I love this movie. I was excited back when we saw the first footage, which I feel like was what, was it two years ago? Kind of feels Almost. like it. But well, um, yeah, cause this was a pandemic one, right? This was supposed to come out in 2020, I think. Yeah. Um, it, cause what it was DC fandom there, you know, first, uh, their first go about it is when I think we saw the first trailer, you know, cause Matt Reeves had saved, they had, That's you right. know, a 30 minute thing, like at the end of it. And ever since I saw that, I was like, wow, this is different than what we've seen before and different and a good. And I, I hate that whole, you know, this is the Batman we've always wanted, you know, such a blanket statement that you could just throw in any franchise in there. But this was such a, um, I mean, you know, Christopher Nolan's Batman was grounded. This Batman was definitely grounded. You know, you've got Ben Affleck's Batman, which say what you want about it. I think he did a decent job. But, you know, to have a character like Batman have so many different iterations in, you know, in as, in as many years almost, you know, the, you could say one of the best Batman movies is Lego Batman. Yeah. And I mean, that's an animated Batman movie. I mean, and then you've got, you know, the the animated cartoon style. Um, so, you know, to have a character like this be in so many different iterations in so many years and to still feel fresh and new, that was, that was a feat. And I'm, I'm here for this movie. I'm, I'm here for Robert Pattinson. I will eat my words. I was not a fan of his casting. Uh, <laughs> I, I will eat those words happily because this movie is, is something special. This movie is, it's, yeah, it's great. I don't even, man, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel the same way. And I'm kind of like, I've got these weird thoughts swirling in my head as you spoke about like, you know, we, we, we don't give DC enough credit and I still would argue that they have a little ways to go in terms of earning that credit but I think they're on a really strong road going forward and they've got a lot of promise. Cause if you, if you, I'm sure you're aware of this too, of like, there's the, what is it? The Gotham PD TV show that's coming to HBO max. And there's a, isn't there's also a penguin show that they're going to do or those, there's, is that the same? Uh, no. So there's actually three series supposedly coming. There's penguin, there's the GCPD, and then there's a show based on Arkham. That, oh, nice. Awesome. And so if this if this thing is kickstarting those different franchises and shows, one, 
that's awesome. Not only because of that for like more content, but like Marvel already is doing it and it's doing it really well. And so if mm-hmm. DC's taking a page out of their book and being successful at it too, I'm happy with that. Like all I want is to love all of it, right? Like I don't want a bad movie. I don't want a bad TV show. And so to have this and to have that promise come out of a very self-contained movie where, you know, very easily they could have done something like the original Justice League or BVS where, you know, trying to set up a bunch of stuff that either doesn't pay off or takes forever. They don't set really anything up. They just leave things looking like, hey, there could be a sequel coming in the future yet. They've already got all these plans coming, which is awesome. So that's like part one. Part two, though, is Robert Pattinson as a brand new Batman in however many years, just like you were saying. I liked Ben Affleck, too. I loved Christian Bale. Uh, The others I could all take or leave. I was not a huge Batman fan growing up. But that's three different people that have played Batman that have all done a pretty decent job. And if you don't want to count, you know, Affleck, fine. You still have Christian Bale and Robert Pattinson and everyone's loving it. I mean, can you imagine like everyone talks about, oh, can we replace Tony Stark? Robert Downey Jr. is always going to be Tony Stark. And it's like DC just said, nah, we'll just throw in a new person. Hey, Robert Pattinson. Great. Here you go. And he is a new Batman. And so I love that. That's one of my favorite parts of this movie, too, because when I got out, I was trying to think like, oh, where does this compare in my Batman lineup? And I always feel so bad doing that. All to say, this movie is my favorite Batman movie right now. And I feel like as a fan, that's all that I can ask for is to love whatever is given to me right now and be so obsessed with it. Not have to worry about comparing it, but to say it's right up there with, you know, the Dark Knight and all of the the Nolan films. And I don't need to be like, oh, it's better or worse because it's so different in a really good way that you're getting to experience all of these different facets of Batman that you may not have, or you definitely didn't with the other ones, right? Nolan wasn't going to make a fourth Batman movie where we got to see Bruce Wayne come back to Gotham, you know, from the end of Dark Knight Rises. But here we are getting to see a Bruce Wayne that's mostly Batman, which we have not seen before. And it's awesome. So I, I just, like I said, there's so much appreciation that I have for this film because I was very hesitant going into it for the same, that reason of just, yeah, there's too much Batman. We're always getting Batman. And I was so happy coming out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, you know, the biggest thing, and I do not like comparing DC to Marvel because Marvel has done it so well, but I think what Marvel has done so well is just the continuity aspect behind it. You know, the timeline, right. the, the tying everything together and, you know, say what you will about their stories, you know, some of their villains can be cookie cutter and, and all that, you know, I, I've, I understand both sides of the, the argument but what dc tried to do was (laughs) just you know release five movies in five years and tie them all together with the loosest possible strands that you could and they just haven't been able to so i do know matt reeves does not want to play in the dceu sandbox these are his movies this is his vision you know we're not gonna see superman (laughs) i saw an interview with robert pence and and they asked him like oh could you see you know other members of the justice league coming into this and he was saying because of their film being so grounded he was like it'd be funny if some guy showed up as superman just like a regular guy in a cape like i'm superman like no powers whatsoever um but you know if if we can get some continuity between you know three hbo shows and this movie and a sequel and a third and any other spinoffs that may come of that. I mean, that's going to be huge for, for DC. And it, it, it'll also prove you can't rush something that Marvel studios has done. Yeah. You know, you know, Marvel studios has been planting seeds and movies that they know about, you know, the Iron Man, um, you know, the guy that uh, 
uh oh my god what's his name peter uh, mm. uh you talking about uh, obadiah's assistant yes yeah the yeah. guy from a christmas story yeah um, exactly. you know it built this in a box of scraps yeah and then you see that same character in spider-man far from home and and to see him you know in was it civil war you know behind the scenes of barf and all that oh it, yeah right and you know you can always write that stuff in but just how they've got everything connected they've done such a good job but um i, I think dc has the you know ability to do it i think they just have to slow down take their time and realize that they can't catch marvel at this point but yeah yeah and based on this movie they did definitely slow down with that runtime there there's a lot of moments in the film that are a little slow in a great way but but again that's what i'm saying like i really appreciate that they just were like we're gonna and that's what i was gonna say is that marvel they almost could take a page out of dc's book with this to say hey if you want you can recast somebody you can set up especially with the multiverse now like you could make a you know dc black label type marvel movie that's based on a doctor strange from a different multiverse that has nothing to do with mcu continuity you could pull that off now because dc's doing it and they're doing it really well and people like it so i think there's stuff that even you know other studios can learn from this in a really great way so yeah again loved this movie thought it was great um other thing i would touch on real quick and we'll probably talk more about later but the score was so good i downloaded it on my phone and been listening to it all weekend uh so many great tracks on it just so mm -hmm. the that along with the atmosphere of gotham just it you felt so immersed like we said i it did not feel like three hours i was sitting there and i was just glued to my there was maybe one moment where i was like i wonder what time it is right now but it wasn't you know how long has it been it was more of just mm -hmm. you know I, I i awoke out of my trance from watching the movie so uh with that said let's dive into the characters of the film so um we'll start at the top with the the big man upstairs bruce wayne batman but i've broken them out we're going to talk about each of them because i think truly in this film they're both two different people and uh even though they're both played by robert pattinson so kind of to what you're saying too i'm a huge robert pattinson fan um i was really excited when they cast him just because but i was hesitant kind of maybe like you were just i was like robert pattinson what <laughs> what did he do did they <laughs> did they watch breaking dawn and see how good he was fighting all yeah. those vampires does he that have pictures like, of somebody okay. that we don't know about that <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's blackmailing somebody <laughs> you're right yeah lisa was like did they make him look out for this movie i was like honestly i don't know i don't think so but just very very strange but then again you know the minute i saw the trailer i was like okay he He's going to be able to do something really cool with this, which again, credit to DC for taking a swing on somebody that maybe no one else would have expected to play mm -hmm. Batman. That isn't your typical, you know, chiseled jaw, giant, dark hair sort of thing. And uh, so I thought that was cool. But let's start with Batman, the the, the titular character for this one. I, he was my favorite of the entire movie, obviously, but yeah. he was so good. Batman just oozed anger and also at the same time a really kind of cool head i know there's a couple moments where he got really upset towards the end with the riddler but mm. for the most part he was like so level-headed and i loved that where you know every scene where there was about to be a fight he's just completely standing still waiting for them to make the first move or you know they'd say something he wouldn't get upset or when selena's talking with him and he just never flinched i thought that was i was like man you're you're cool cool as a cucumber yeah he was <laughs> i 
I mean, you were talking about chiseled jaw. He's got a jawline. He does. He And that's where I was like, oh, I need to start looking at Rob a little differently now because that jawline is insane. I mean, that was a brick. It, um, was, it was. Yeah, I just, I love how we got Detective Batman. Yes, yes. For the entire movie, not just, you know, Christian Bale, you know, cutting a part of a brick out to find what kind of bullet <laughs> it was. You know, not that just real quick, like, oh, I can solve solve this real quick um you know he was a detective and you know he held his own in a room full of cops and and a room full of detectives and you know he was the smartest one in the room every single time that scene and maybe you know we talked before the show started we were like oh should we do a scene by scene breakdown or should we just talk about bits and pieces and we're like probably not scene by scene because we only saw it once and can't really remember it but maybe as they pop up and that open that opening and i just want to put, put this out there right now that is my favorite batman opening bar none i don't think anything's going to come close to it the combination of the riddler's opening scene and uh batman fighting like his whole journal entry thing but i was thinking back to i guess it's after the opening of when he shows up at the place Mm -hmm. and he just walks in i've never seen that before i'm getting chills just talking about it i freaked out in the theater of him just literally waltzing in and everyone's just like looking at him and gordon's like oh what's up man come on in and then they're like he's with me he's with me and then that one cop gets super upset Martinez he, Martinez and I, I love that I want I want to talk about him okay later. I, he's on my list too okay, okay. Good, good, good. but yeah so like Martinez gets upset at him but then you know they're all kind of talking and and uh, jiving and he just is like walking around doesn't say a single word to anybody and is just looking at stuff and you don't really get why but then later and a, a call out I wanted to make too is I loved the uh recording I yes. think the contest yes. and yes. so knowing that's what he was doing was just so cool because I was like man he's good is he going to remember all of this? Yeah. And hell yeah, he's going to remember all of it. But then like, you know, they're all looking at something else and he's got his eyes down on the floor looking at where the thing made its mark when it fell. Mm-hmm. And oh, just amazing. So cool. Never seen it before. Yeah. I I love when um, I believe it's the second crime scene they go to. And I believe it's Martinez again. You know, as you can tell, he warms up to Batman by the end of it. Yep. yep. Um, he, you know, he's like, are you just going to let him in here and touch everything? And Gordon goes, He's got gloves on. Yeah, he's got gloves on. And I thought that before he said it. I'm like, dude, he's got gloves. This is he's fine. So yeah. cool. Just uh, yeah. every every piece of it. And you call it out too. And I'll point out as well that um, it wasn't the like super science Batman. Like we could have easily gotten the one that you see sometimes in the animated where it's like, you know, all the bells and whistles. And he's got things that he's typing into the computer. And he's, you know, oh, this, that, and the other. And this was just like bare bones detective work of like, analyzing a photo with his own eyes and looking at this which Mm -hmm. i thought was cool because made sense with the fact that he's only been doing this for two years but you could tell just how smart he was and i loved the fact that he journaled which was really cool and called it the gotham project uh, which was just again awesome because you know hey he's a fresh face he's trying to learn he's trying to do better so he's journaling everything which is great i wonder if that'll be something in the future where his journals get like taken by somebody or, or found out i don't know but uh i just thought that was cool too everything he did like every little thing was perfection yeah and i love the inner monologue that we heard from him too yes reminded me of rorschach from watchmen mm-hmm. which you know even at the end when he's talking about how he doesn't want to be vengeance he wants to be a beacon of hope and how you just you know it starts with him and his inner monologue and you see what's happening and then it ends with that and i, I thought that was really unique and interesting 
Yeah. Um, I, I love that he, like you had mentioned, you know, I don't think they had him work out for this. He was not big. You there's know, a there's scene the... where he has his shirt off and he, I think he was uh, doing stuff on the floor. Lisa and I giggled at, we were like, well, he's got a little pouch. He had like a little, <laughs> he had a little bit of tummy that was, and I was like, yeah, he definitely didn't work out, but that again, he's only been doing it for two years. So maybe he's not, he's not the big buff guy yet. Yeah. I mean, and, and, but at the same time, you know, when you did see him, you saw his back and you saw all the scars of everything that, you know, so obviously he's, he's putting his, his time on the streets, yeah. but you know, because he was smaller, you know, the, the most, the latest with, with Batfleck, he was huge. Like Ben Affleck Massive. is like six, four, he's got like a head, like a watermelon. Like he's a big <laughs> dude. And, and to go from Bale who, you know, I think he was like two ten two twenty of, you know, just pure muscle. And then to see Ben Affleck who looked like he was closer to like two forty two fifty pure muscle. And then you see this Batman and you're like, what was he like a buck 60 soaking wet with a pocket full of quarters? Like, what are we doing here? But the fact that he still just laid absolute waste to everybody he encountered. Yeah. I mean, he, he fought with some, some rage and some ferocity behind him that I, I thought was, was cool that we saw that almost the same level of, you know, uh, force that we saw from Ben Affleck's giant, massive Batman. Yeah, and you know what else too? Though we saw him take a lot of hits, and I liked that yes, as well. He did. There, Almost on purpose, sometimes. Oh, yeah, it definitely felt like it. I'm trying to think. There was there was uh, when he breaks in and he's about to take down Falcone, uh, and it's in the like darkened room, and you know the bullets are lighting up the area, mm-hmm. but he like gets knocked a couple times, and then oh oh oh, when he gets into uh, Penguin's place the last time. When he's like, I'm going in, I don't care, which we need to talk about those twins because that whole bit as well lines up as well with Martinez. I have a note about all them. There's so many different like duality mirrors in this Mm -hmm. movie. And uh, but yeah, when he gets in and he's just like, you know, the guy comes up from behind him and hits him over the head with a gun. And then he turns around and like beats the crap out of him. And then another guy knocks him down a couple stairs. And it's like, okay, he keeps getting hurt, but he's keeps getting back up. And then he dishes it out twice as hard, which was insane. Again, Mm -hmm. every fight felt so good watching. I mean, it hurt, but it was like, wow, that opening one, even from the trailer, because in the trailer, that's what sold me was that fight when he beats the guy up and says, I'm vengeance. And yeah. it played out so much better in the movie too, because you got that whole opening bit of him talking about fear and how fear is a tool. And then you get to see again, never seen this before of like people being afraid of the shadows just because they see the bat signal yes. up in the sky. Yes. And it was like, Oh, that is awesome. Like the guy, he didn't even do anything, but he backs up and gets hit by a car. And it's like, dude, that's <laughs> what you get for getting scared of Batman. Yeah, and, and uh, even oh. you know, in the in the subway station, when the one the the guy that you can tell isn't fully on board with what they're doing, he right. had like the half makeup on. Yeah, and then he looks up and he sees the signal, and then he himself is kind of scared. And then you know they had clipped from back and forth of other people doing you know either the the guy in the the drops mask, yep. uh, robbing the convenience store, and then other stuff you've seen, and it just shows like the alleyway. And then you see this guy and he's looking in the dark and then you just see Batman slowly walk out. It's and like, you hear oh, his shit. footsteps too. Like, mm-hmm. through, and there's, he's super slow walking. So, you know, he's doing it on purpose, which oh, yeah. again is exactly just, is so cool, especially for him to uh, evolve as much as he does in the movie to, again, we'll probably never see him do something like that again in the same way, maybe just because now he realizes that he's inspiring the wrong people by doing it the way that he's doing. Mm-hmm. But just to see that was 
Oh my! And the the minute that they like, what did the guy like? Just like cock his gun or something? And I was like, that's a big mistake. Like that's not a good idea. And then right. he just beats them all up. Yeah. Um. I again, you know, like we said earlier, I do love that there was no origin story. I didn't have to yes. see him as a young boy leaving the show, leaving the opera, and Thomas and Martha get you know taken out with the pearls flying everywhere like yeah Zack snyder love you man but dear god how many times mm-hmm. do i have to see pearls in slow motion <laughs> fall to the ground i you saw know, them thing, the other night watching men. year one they had it in yeah. animated form same thing the pearls flying everywhere i was like what? yeah so we've seen it all right we get it um so you know i love that i love that we didn't have to go through you know where do you get the suit where the batmobile come from who's this who's that i just love that this was almost a a, a love letter to batman fans that grew up reading the comics you know because this yeah. was heavily inspired by i think three runs and if you've read those three runs or know anything about those three runs you know you don't need to see where he gets a suit because it doesn't matter and and i thought that was really cool i also loved um how <laughs> you know like you said this is he's been doing this for two years and he's not fully confident in jumping off the roof of a building nope are you talking about the the plate suit one yeah after he uh after he pulls his punch to gordon and then, you know, goes up the, the stairwell running from the GCPD and then he gets ready to jump off and he's like, whoa, hold on. And then yep. he inflates the, the flying squirrel suit that I'm going to call it. That's and then and then just, you know, jumps off that way. But, uh, you know, it's. Technically, isn't a bat, isn't it a bat suit, though, because aren't bats the exact same way that their wings are just their hands connected to their body? I mean, yeah, but it, I don't know. I just. All <laughs> Rata I can and Lata. <laughs> all i can think of is uh the suits god was it like transformers uh three i think where Were they there? had a whole a whole bunch of guys they yeah. jump out of it because i remember watching the behind the scenes on that and you know how they actually had those you know I, I don't remember what it's called but basically just like the free divers that jump out with yeah barely any fabric between their arms mm-hmm. so I, I always just see them and i'm like you're a flying squirrel <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was cool uh, okay let's let's pause on that too that and that's what we're going to do on this episode anytime we, we need to pause on a scene that bit when he so he gets captured and i love that they don't take his mask off i like that Gore, i loved that gordon was there actually protecting him to a mob of cops like i was mm-hmm. kind of surprised that the cops weren't like get out of the way that that police officer chief guy had the most nasally voice oh my god it was ter- i was like it okay, was what he, is happening he, it was like he was a caricature of a mobster which yeah. i appreciated but i was like okay man but then for him to just be like hey i know every single one of you doesn't agree with me can i please have the room for five minutes and he's like yeah. fine i'll give it to you and it was like oh that doesn't seem like a good idea but i felt so bad that batman had to punch him like yeah, i don't know why that how, scene made me really? feel bad you couldn't pull it I did. I did. Yeah, it was like, no, oh, so nice. But yeah, no, that whole bit was great. I loved that. I love too that he, uh, you know, he's flying down and he doesn't land properly either. No, like he crash lands. He breaks everything in his body. I don't care what you say. I don't care mm-hmm. what he's wearing. He's <laughs> he's hurting after that. Absolutely. And I, oh, I love that he rode a bike. Like I yes. felt like we we've seen obviously Christian Bale's bike is the best bike. So yes. cool. But this was like that he was a motorcyclist not that he was like i'm riding a bat bike it was just mm-hmm. like hey i like riding bikes and i, I thought that was great because then i was like you and selena have something in common <laughs> like you both yeah. like riding bikes yeah which is great I, yeah i've got I, I don't have much for catwoman but yeah that's one of my things about her so 
Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, obviously, everything we love about Batman is going to come out throughout this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love this suit. I think this is my favorite Batman suit yet, uh, just with it being so tight, but at the same time, so sharp. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's funny because I and yeah. ears. And I kept thinking like, okay, is it better than Christian Bale's? And then I saw a photo of Christian Bale's. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, it is. Christian's is not that good. It's so yeah. like stuffy and almost feels like her weird it looks like plastic it's funny to look at the ears too because you know christian bales you see him now and you're like god those are some tall ears right and then you see ben affleck and you're like he barely has any ears yeah and then you see this one and i'm like they're like right in the middle you know there's that that goldilocks uh cow yeah (laughs) goldilocks cow but yeah no this this suit was great i i wish we had seen the emblem that's basically like a, a retractable knife one in his chest yeah yeah i wish we had seen that a little earlier i I agree see that until maybe you know four fifths the way through the movie no that was like right at the end because that was him jumping down from which i feel like that was the one spot where i maybe missed something so he's he's up in the rafters and he was like fine but then he fell off and was hanging by the thing and decided was he just purposely trying to get back down because he cuts himself from the wire and then falls into the water like, was that his plan or did he get stuck? Because I was like, is he Honestly, stuck? I don't know. I have to go back and watch it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to, because I saw it at seven. So, you know, it didn't start too closer to 730. Right. And I'm, I'm old. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm tired. Like this, I love this movie, but I'm like, I'm tired at this point. That's when I was feeling tired too. And it wasn't, again, no negativity towards the movie at all. But like at that point, I was just like, this movie is a lot and I, I wasn't mad about it at all, but I was just like, this is an intense movie. Like I, mm-hmm. I was like, wow, we're getting a whole nother fight sequence. Like again, comic book guys dream of getting these fight sequences, but I, it did. That's where I was like, wait, what just happened? Did he, <laughs> did he fall off? But yeah. And so we don't really see him use that until the end. So I wonder if it has more uses than mm-hmm. what he used it for. Um, and I guess the, let's talk about that too. Then his other equipment as well. So I was going to call out his, um, you call it his gun that he shoots and it takes him up to the like his grapple gun grapple gun yeah exactly i thought that was really cool it seemed a little slow but at the same time again he's only been doing this for two years so he's gonna have better equipment later but like that scene where he was in the cops uh the precinct Mm -hmm. he shoots his way up and he's just like slowly going up as they're all shooting at him i was like come on come on but still i mean if if he doesn't have lucius and you know he doesn't have the 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 r&d from um you know wayne enterprises which again i'm just assuming all of that is comics accurate from what we saw in the the nolan trilogy yeah i'd buy it and i, I think you're right because he's uh, he's only been doing it for two years so again he's got very few resources i mean you see alfred's like barely involved like mm-hmm. he i mean he funny enough too and i think that's so funny yeah i didn't even put him on our list of people to talk about but uh, because he's only in the movie for, I swear, five minutes of screen time. Yeah. Does that, that sound about right? It was it was like yeah. three scenes, but all of his scenes were awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, we'll, we'll, he was we'll definitely underutilized, in my opinion. Yeah, totally agree. Um, uh, OK, Bruce Wayne. Before we get to Bruce Wayne, what yeah. do you think that so, you know, talking about his little, um, you know, his bat belt, his little, all his gadgets. Mm-hmm. What do you think that uh, that liquid was that greenish lime yellow? I thought it was adrenaline when I, when I saw him grab it, I was like, Oh, per-. basically when he was on the ground and I, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would agree and I haven't played it. Sorry, uh, listeners, but, uh, a lot of people said this movie was a lot like the Arkham games. 
Yeah. And so when he was, was. mm -hmm, and when I've been playing some too, where you got to, you know, you got to hit yourself with some adrenaline to keep going. And so when he was down on the ground on the thing, I was like, does he not have any adrenaline? And then he grabbed that. And I was like, Oh, awesome. Cool. And then later I watched a spoiler like YouTube video and they were saying it was the venom from uh, Bane. And I was like, Oh, that's what I thought it was. When I first saw it, I didn't think of that right away, but it makes total sense. And again, if they're trying to, make this a very self-contained movie they don't do anything to explain it which is awesome you see it mm-hmm. for a second but they could easily use that as and that'd be so cool i'd be totally yeah, they, i just felt like they they lingered for just a half a second when it's green too they needed to and because of the color and i feel yeah. like that's why i was like i was like okay because my first thought was like you know all the tubes of that bane usually has attached yep. to them so okay well, we're on the same page i haven't watched yeah. any spoiler easter egg anything like that so i'm just gonna assume all of that came from my own mind and not the internet. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Hey, you're better, better man than I, I was, I just, I, like I said, I'm not a huge Batman fan and I've read, that's what was funny too. Uh, my favorite Batman stories are quarter of the owls and uh, the long Halloween. And so like, I have a physical copy of that. I've read it like twice and I did not even catch all of the long Halloween call outs in this movie. I mean, I got that. It was like, this happened on Halloween night and Falcone's mm-hmm. in it, blah, blah, blah. But I was watching some of these videos and they're talking about like, Oh yeah. You know, when Selena Kyle reveals that that's her father, that happens in the comic book. And I was like, I don't remember that at all. But again, that's because <laughs> I'm not a huge uh, Batman comic book guy. Cause again, he, he's just one of the lesser interesting characters to me because it's like, how many stories can you tell about a super rich detective? But, uh, but regardless, I thought the things that they did call out that we did catch. I mean, you saw the, the hush thing uh, on mm-hmm. the TV talking about the guy's son, apparently in hush as well. Uh, Batman thinks that the villain knows his identity, which uh, is the exact same thing that happens in here, which I also loved. I love that whole thing. And we'll get to that too. As we wasn't get the whole thing about hush was that he was, um, basically having his face reconstructed to look just like Bruce Wayne. Maybe I have not read Hush. Cause I think, I think that's what it was. I think he was upset that, um, you know, they were friends growing up and then, uh, he was upset that Bruce, you know, inherited all that money yeah. as a kid. And then he basically resented him for it. And I think he ended up like reconstructing his face. That's why he wears the gauze. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. And that's, directly what riddler is basically and they just and again cool right that they they took it just like marvel and twisted some things made some things their own but still left that to where people could go yep that's from the comics mm-hmm. and i may have just made that up maybe that was in one of the arkham games hey they, I, they twisted their own way but. great listeners read those stories and tell us if we were right <laughs> Um, so yeah, Bruce Wayne, this will be relatively short because he almost has as much screen time as Alfred does, which yeah. I loved because I'm I've a never huge fan of that. <laughs> never been a fan of Bruce Wayne. And this was a very, very different Bruce Wayne. We got he's got an interesting hair choice. I guess it's the I don't IDGAF hairstyle of you know my yeah, parents. Listen to a lot of my chemical romance. Uh yep. he just left the Black Parade. Um <laughs> Gerard Way is his driver. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no, I, but at the same time, I was just like, I can get down with this. Like he's, he's at that point where he has not become the cool suave guy. Do we even know if he's going to want to, I don't care. I kind of hope not, but he just had this, I don't care vibe, but it wasn't like a, I don't care because I'm rich. It was like, I don't care because I'm trying to be Batman, which I yeah. thought was so cool. Yeah, like, like Bruce Wayne did not I, exist when he had that cowl on. No, not at all. Yeah. I mean, 
I mean, honestly, I would almost argue that he didn't exist when the cow was off too, because Alfred multiple times was like, Hey, you've got phone calls and actual Wayne enterprise stuff that you need to do. And you're not doing it. And he was like, I don't care. I'm trying, you know, it'd be like, Oh yeah, I've been spending all my day writing down in his journal or trying to figure out this puzzle or that puzzle, which is so Batman, but it really, it's going to be interesting to see if they dive into that of like, does Bruce Wayne lose himself? Is that the, you know, one of the storylines for the second movie is that he's struggling because Wayne Enterprises is about to go into the black because he's using all of the money to fund Batman stuff. And they're like, Bruce, you're never around. We don't see you. You don't put any shampoo in your hair for weeks. <laughs> like, oh man, buddy. So you I, always I look know. like you have black eyes. I don't <laughs> get it. <laughs> man, that scene when he, uh, when he's at the funeral, uh, I feel like that's really like the only Bruce Wayne scene. I mean, there's other bits and pieces, but like him just, he didn't want to talk to anybody. And then he sees yeah. the legs come out of the car and immediately all he's thinking about now is like, is that Catwoman? And I love that it wasn't because I was like, wait a second. But then I guess it would have made sense, but you know, he didn't know that uh, that was his daughter. Mm -hmm. But then the only person it seemed like Bruce Wayne truly cared about besides Alfred was uh, the mayor's son which I thought was really cool that yes. he basically yeah. mirrored Bruce as a kid. And so I think mm -hmm. that he kind of developed a connection with this kid feeling so bad for him, which again, I think kind of goes back to, we don't get the Martha stuff. Great. We're getting it through this kid. So like, mm -hmm. he's the one who gets to see his parents die. He's essentially the conduit for, you know, this is what could become of Bruce Wayne when he's little sort of thing, which I thought was cool. Cause he saves him on multiple occasions. He saves him yeah. uh, there at the funeral and then he saves him again in the water. Yeah, it's going to be sad when he grows up to be Robin and get killed with a crowbar. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, <laughs> people were saying that like who who is the Robin in the movie because someone else was also saying that the guy you were talking about in the beginning who looks up at the bat signal who's got half his face painted that mm -hmm. he could be a Robin as well. Uh which again, I'm not in a, I'm not in a hurry to get into the whole, you know, let's get more I just like having Batman and it being just him beating people up. Yeah, I don't see, I mean, it would have to go on for years and years and years for them to even, you know, him, him to, he'd have to reach an age where it would seem appropriate for him to have a Robin. Yeah, exactly. I mean, at this point, he can't even care for himself. And he, he knows that. So I don't think he has any interest in any people being a part of him. That's like a in your 40s sort of thing. And I feel like he's, what would you say, like in his late 20s? Yeah, late 20s, 28, yeah. somewhere around there. Um. I'm trying to think if there's any that's really it. I mean, um, did you, there, have any you know, thoughts? there's the scene in the hospital with Alfred. Yep. Yeah. You know, talking about the fear and how he's, you know, I thought I had mastered it. And obviously he hadn't. Um, that was a really cool scene, though, because and I, I didn't catch it as it was going until after he said it. But I was like, wow, like Batman himself, the only thing he's afraid of is losing Alfred. Like, that's pretty cool that he was mm -hmm. not just that, but that he was willing to admit that face to face with no mask on or anything like that like that was really cool especially after he got so mad at alfred about i don't even remember what it was what was he mad at him about i don't know he opened his mail it's illegal no it was something before <laughs> it was before he got, i i was thinking that i'm like alfred what are you doing this is yeah, also like mind. you should know better than to just be like ah to the batman let me just the minute, open it it's Alfred probably a fan had, letter he already had a letter from him too because batman had given him the <laughs> calling him batman gave him the uh the other ones to do the ciphers yeah so he should have known i totally agree and he i mean granted he still had enough time to frisbee the the thing as far as he could yes. but yeah. Blame it yeah. on maybe he couldn't see it that well because there's no light bulbs in Gotham. 
something about oh no it was him saying he kept criticizing alfred for trying to act like his father and that's he, right that's what it was and he's like and it, i think it culminated in which was like one of the best burns of that alfred had in the movie was he's like you know you where are your cufflinks and he's like get off my back and he's like here <laughs> here I'll take my cufflinks and he's like what does he say something like uh these say these are Wayne cufflinks, and he goes, "Yeah, your father gave them to me." It's <laughs> yeah. like shut him down, dude. Like got him, <laughs> got him. Yeah. So no, that's and that's where I was like, okay, this is his way of apologizing. But yeah, he he meant something to him. But at the same time, too, and I guess we're on the Alfred train as well right now. I loved that Alfred was just like, let me see that cipher, and then like an hour later, he's like, I think I solved it, Master Wayne. It was like awesome alfred like look at you getting in yeah. on this this is great did you watch the god was it stars the show pennyworth uh no no i didn't it was because i've seen some like... some uh clips of it i've not watched the show though. okay i haven't either but i know he's got like secret service training that's what they and... said he was british special services i think he said before yeah, so... he was a butler yeah he's not just a, a interesting career change i guess maybe after the service you'd be like i just want something chill i'll just yeah. butler for the wanes yeah, they're probably gonna die soon. I they're just... probably gonna die soon anyway. Yeah, <laughs> she um, just okay. got pearls for their anniversary. It, it won't be long now. <laughs> it won't. I've seen this before somewhere in a dream. <laughs> Slow motion pearls. Uh, what did you think of the whole backstory of the Waynes in this? I enjoyed it. Me too. I, uh, I okay. So one thing I did not know, I did not know that her name was Martha Arkham. I did not know that she was her maiden name was Arkham. Yeah, apparently also from the comics. That's either yeah. from like year one or Hush or something like that. But I was anytime Marvel and DC, they know how to name their mental institutions because you got Arkham Asylum and Ravencroft Institute. Mm-hmm. And anytime I hear those words, I just get really excited just because I'm like, I love, I love the word Arkham. Like, I think that's so cool. And so we got to see like the Waynes and the Arkhams, but all really interesting in regards to her mental illness and them trying to cover up the mental illness and all this. I don't know. Personally, I loved that we went from idolizing the Waynes and getting to see them die in crime alley to not knowing anything about them other than these really shady dealings that they had. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the stuff, you know, with, um, with Thomas Elliot about mm-hmm. you know, uh, Falcone, you know, Thomas Wayne went to him and was like, Hey, I need you to take care of this for me. And then he's like, sure. I gotcha. And then just kills a guy for him. Like, and he's like, what are you doing? No. And he's like, ah, but you owe me now. And it's like, dude, you made a big mistake. Yeah. I mean, Falcone owned this city. That's for, that's for certain. Yeah. Apparently all of that was in long Halloween as well. So I have to, <laughs> I need to go back and read that. that have you ever read that one? No, huh? That one's really cool because it's twelve issues, and each issue is bait. Like the cover is a holiday during that month, so like it's the first issue's Halloween, and so it's mm-hmm. orange with the Halloween, and then November's Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, it's really cool, but um, but yeah, so good good to hear we both enjoyed that. Let's jump to Catwoman, Selena Kyle, uh, daughter of Falcone, mm-hmm. uh, which I also really liked. That again, apparently was in the comics, but I did not see that coming. When he meets her in the club and says something like, haven't seen you here in a while. I was like, oh no, is this like her? She's his, you know, her, his go-to. And that's why, Mm -hmm. you know, like when the funeral came and her legs came out, I was like, 
oh no. So I guess maybe she is still working. The way they twisted that all around. I love that. It kept me guessing and on my feet. Yeah. Um, I thought Zoe Kravitz did a great job. Um, she did. I, I love that she didn't have a costume and that yeah. her costume was just her bike suit. That's a really good point. Yeah. Which and her I mean, hat or her, yeah, and her, and her ripped beanie. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, oh, I ripped this hole in it. I'll just rip it a little bigger and now I'll be Catwoman. Yeah. Um, you know, that it was just a bike suit. So it was, you know, functional on more than one le- level. I mean, you know, a, a lot of the things they always talk about, you know, a superhero suit you got to be able to move you got to be agile and i mean i guess you can be in a bike suit she was and and like you said same thing about uh her and bruce both sharing that thing with bikes and you know seeing the two of them riding their bikes around um i i did laugh at how often she would not have a mask on oh yeah she's just like, <laughs> she just I, whatever rips it right off like in front of people she's never met like she's about to take out the uh the corrupt cop i don't remember what his name was mckenzie maybe yeah and uh so she's at the top just beating the hell out of him and then she turned the bad signal on and then gordon and and batman at the bottom like oh you didn't turn on no uh -uh." and then she's just wail on the on the guy and gordon uh gordon's right there like she's like i'm not whatever it's fine she like turns around starts walking and just takes it off as she was going and i just kept thinking to myself like she because she that first time she was like you're gonna tell me who you are and Batman's like not even going to talk, and yeah, she's just like, "Oh, okay." Then he hears who I am. It's like that's not really how this works. Yeah, um, I love the chemistry they had between them. Yes, I mean, yeah. I think that was probably the best um, on-screen chemistry between Batman and Catwoman we've seen. Um, I know they've been friends for like ten years, so I'm sure that definitely helps. Because mm-hmm. uh, this was filmed what probably three years ago. Uh, yeah, that's a Two, good point. Three years ago, so. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, off screen, they have a lot of friendship and, and chemistry that way. So it definitely translated onto the screen. Yeah. And I loved her, her entire story. I thought made so much sense. Like I was really invested in her story of like her, her friend at the 44 below goes missing and, you know, well not goes missing, but you know, they're back at the hotel and she's, or her apartment and she, he, you know, Batman's watching them and, and then she goes out and then, you know, it's all wrecked and she has to find out where she is. And it turns out that that's how they end up taking down Falcone's through the voicemail. Like it all, it all made sense and it all added towards something. I feel like they very easily, as they've done a lot of prior movies of like with the female role, just tossed it to the side and had them be kind of the sex symbol of the movie. She has an actual part to play in this. And I, I thought that was so cool, especially when it was what, like they met and the first time they met, he's like, you're going to work for me. And like, <laughs> gives her right. the, she's Here, like, I don't know about this contact. contact. Don't yeah. lose it. <laughs> don't lose it. Put this thing in your ear, which was really cool. That whole bit where they're scanning everyone in the bar yeah. He's like, no, keep looking. She's like, no, I don't want to keep looking at that guy. But he's like, you're going to do it. And, yeah, go uh, and then it ends up being what, the DA? The DA guy, yeah. But again, yeah. ties right into what's coming next. And you get all those little hints dropped. It was, a, it was cool that it wasn't just, the mystery wasn't just Riddler. Like Riddler's dropping these really intense clues. But at the same time, there's all these little pieces that keep popping up with the Titans of Gotham and how everything is, you know, when they kept talking about the rat in that particular scene and he's saying like, you know, if they find out who this rat is, the whole thing is going to come down. And I just kept thinking like, who is this rat? Like, how are they that important? Like whenever has an informant been someone that's going to take down the entire, you know, the entire system. So Mm -hmm. they had me hooked with that mystery. And then when they revealed it, 
I again was totally shocked, but because they kept throwing you off with the rat with wings, because I kept assuming, well, that's a bad, or yeah. you know, they messed it up because the whole L and La thing that was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it's La Rata. <laughs> yeah, really? I gotta teach you. Was it Spanish? Yeah, I gotta <laughs> teach you Spanish. World's greatest detective. Yeah, uh, loved that call too. Uh, we're getting to him though. We're getting to him. Uh, next up, I got on the list is Riddler. So Paul, Paul Dano, and uh, he might be a serial killer in real life. I wouldn't put it past him. I mean, you got him in his role in um, uh, There Will Be Blood. He was insane in that role. There was another role that he was in, too, where prisoners, prisoners. Yes. Where he was playing. He and, and then you see him doing these interviews and he's like a cool dude. Like he's kind of fun to be around. And you're like, what is he tapping into? Yeah, I I guess he he came out and said that, you know, I don't think and hopefully nothing will ever be as severe as what Heath Ledger went through as the Joker. Um, But he said that, uh, you know, he'd lose sleep after after this, you know, thinking about the role. And then I I saw a funny tweet. It was like it was like, how come actors all of a sudden like they always complain about they get you know into these bad mental states? Can't somebody just be like, oh, yeah. I was in a movie. I played a bad guy. I got a whole bunch of money and then bought myself a house. Like everyone's right. always like, Oh, I played a serial killer. And I, I've got, you know, a mental disorder now and I'm losing sleep and I'm not eating. <laughs> the role really messed with me. Hey, yeah. I, I get it though. For what he did. I saw that uh, Matt, I read an interview, Matt Reeves was talking about the scene in the, uh, the funeral when he's on the phone. Yeah. He said, Paul Dano had him do like 200 takes. Cause he said he was like, it, it was, as, it was something as if he never had done like a scene on a phone before. And so, <laughs> and so, well, he, and so he was like, let's try it like this, where he comes in from one side of the phone and goes, hello, Batman. Or then like comes up from below or <laughs> says something from like, and he was like, he was into it where he would. And I was just like, you've got to be dedicated to, and he was saying something too. Paul was that, uh, um, He's like, yeah, you know, some actors, they'll just put on their favorite pair of shoes because it's comfortable. I was, I was all up in the gear. I was like, <laughs> most people are, I feel like they're, they're yeah. wearing the whole costume. But speaking of which, his, uh, his costume was really cool too. I, I know they were really model- modeling it after Zodiac. A lot of the stuff he did was mm-hmm. after Zodiac, but that was creepy as all get out. Just the, you know, it almost looked like a slipknot mask, but he puts his, you know, Coke bottle glasses. His, yeah, on, his, on front his, of clear, it. his clear glasses. Around Apparently it. he also tried, it was like 50 different pairs of glasses that he wanted. Dude, I, I mean, mean that's what every, I'm saying. he got into it. That's probably why he needed therapy afterwards. He's like too many glasses. I mean, anytime I try to get new glasses, I feel like I put on <laughs> at least 50. Okay. That's actually fair. I, am I was too. about to say part of it. Cause I can't see what they look like. I gotta <laughs> get within an inch of the mirror. Uh-huh. Um, you know, his laugh is just like creepy laugh out of nowhere. Like it wasn't oh, like a yeah. Joker laugh. It was just like a, he couldn't control it. Yeah. It was almost um, like uh, it was like the Joaquin Joker laugh of yeah. where it was more of just a reactionary sort of thing. Yeah. More on the Joker later. Um, his, mm-hmm. I love the, the, the first scene when he kills the mayor and you see the mayor pacing back and forth and then, yeah. And then like, you know, you see him pace back and forth and just like a scary movie, you know, like, uh, the, you know, the, the, the spirit or entity comes out of nowhere and then you just see his beady eyes and it's like, Oh, <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> All right, there, there he is. And then, of course, the next pacing scene—you barely see him. You're like, "Wait, did he go somewhere?" Oh no, no! And then, boom, he get. And they—this was probably the scariest Batman too. 
in terms yeah. of movies, scariest Batman movie. Yeah. I, uh, you know, when he first hit him and I cannot remember the name of the tool, I know it was like a, uh, a carpet. Uh, tuck, a tuck thing. Or tuck. Okay. Tucking. Okay. When I first saw it and then you see it fall, I thought it was a trophy and I was like, oh, that, that's kind of, that would be cool. Just because of in the Arkham games, the Riddler leaves trophies, like 250 trophies throughout the entire city. And you have to solve these riddles to find them. So yeah. I was like, oh, that'd be cool. But then it ended up obviously not panning out, but I don't think Matt Reeves is out there trying to please video game fans <laughs> while he's doing this either. One of the uh, YouTube videos I was watching, that was the guy's little bit that he did. He was like, so bad, you know, Batman goes in and he finds this first clue and that sets him off across the city of Gotham collecting 250 Riddler tokens. throughout the- <laughs> <laughs> That would have been so funny. Um, there were two scenes of his that really stuck out to me. Actually three, the, the interview in the, the funeral was really intense and scary. Uh, of just again the way that he was laughing but the two biggest ones were uh when he was in custody Mm -hmm. and he's talking with batman and he kept screaming his words where he it would be like a "Ah, i told you that and i was just like wow like i again was just full body chills terrified my favorite thing of his though was when he was in the diner and they slammed his head down on the counter and his eyes were just like this. And then the minute Batman walked up to the window, his eyes just like his head didn't move, but his eyes darted up and they were so creepy the way that he did it. And I was, I again, got chills while I was, while I was just like, this guy is messed up. Like what? A, and how cool is that to where he's not at all like the Joker. And I almost like him more than the Joker because he's so methodical and he knows exactly what he's doing. Whereas the Joker is so much more like anarchy sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's when you're like, Oh, well, what's the difference between the Riddler and the Joker? It's like, that's what I would point to as the puzzles. But at the same time, he is psychotic. Like he was insane. I mean, who means to get caught by the police? <laughs> I know. I, mean, I kept thinking crazy. like, what is he doing? And then they reveal, you know, that he's all the followers. And I was just like, oh no and uh it's funny you know while we're in there lisa was like wait no is that the real riddler no it's like no he meant to get caught the riddler is in prison right now these guys aren't <laughs> the riddler these are just regular joe schmoes but uh just crazy that you know he he inspired these people kind of the way the joker inspires people too it just it's interesting that they were able to have two different characters like that and clearly delineate between the two of them yeah and then he basically what used parlor to uh yeah kind of exactly fortune his, <laughs> his, yeah, his, his followers um i love that he thought the entire time that he was teaming up with batman yes and that batman was on his side the whole time he's like ah it's you and me um and then this isn't um you know my words this is our friend brian you know host of earth's mightiest weirdos check it out monday nights um Ooh. is uh you know his favorite part of it was how it plays off that he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Yes. But then it twists that he doesn't. And yeah. that you can tell that Bruce has some, you know, he keeps saying, you know, Bruce. And he's like, uh, uh, cause you see the, um, right. the, the pictures mm-hmm. of them when they were kids. And um, it says like, I know who you are Yeah, on one of the things on the wall. And then, yeah, I was, I was freaked out at that moment because I was like, there's no reason why he would get caught other than to blow Batman's life to smithereens. And this is the, you know, he releases the next video and it's him revealing it. And so when he went in there 
And he started saying, Bruce, I was like, oh my God, here we go here. It's on camera. There's a camera right there. But then he's like, we could have taken him. You and I could have brought him down, but yeah. And then you can just see like the sigh of relief. (laughs) Like, like he just, like just exhales. Um, So good. So I don't know if, and this again is not my words. This is a a good buddy of mine, Justin, who is in, in tune to all of this, um, but the three cards that Batman gets, the first one has an owl on it. Yep, quarter owls. The second one has a mad scientist, either Mad Hatter or Hugo Strange. Ooh, okay. Okay. Um, and then the third one had the like strawberry blonde woman. But he thought it was poison ivy. I, I and I loved those cards because there was a part of me, again, I don't think I broke uh, my trance during the movie, but during those, I was like, did he go pick those? Where did he get those cards? Like he went to CVS. I don't There's, think I was like Gotham definitely to, has are, a CVS. These are good cards. Like I have not seen as cool and creative of a card as that. Like I can be down with that. And his could puzzle, you imagine? Could you imagine what a Walgreens in Gotham looks like? Like wow. it's like the only like new building with like fluorescent lighting throughout it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no pharmacy either. They just sell drop. Yeah, drops and then yeah, because they definitely don't sell antidepressants. Yes, yeah, drops and cards, <laughs> nothing else. Uh, yeah, that would be pretty funny. Um, no, so I, I thought like all of his puzzles too. I liked that they. It was like it was almost like there were double they're double puzzles because <clears throat> Batman guesses every single one of them almost immediately, which was yeah. badass. But then there's always like another layer of the puzzle that he couldn't figure out, which I thought mm-hmm. was great. Cause it's like, I'm thinking to myself, you know, Oh, he lies, lies still. And I was like, Oh yes, yes. You got there maybe a second before me, Batman. Good job. <laughs> and then, you know, the next one, what was it? Oh, my, I think my favorite one was the, he's like drive. And so they like go out to the cars Oh, oh, see the things in there and the thumb, thumb drive. drive. And I was like, oh, that is so cool. Not only that, you needed the thumb to access the drive. Like Riddler yeah. planned everything out so perfectly. It was just so great. Yeah. I honestly I had, that, I had that written down too. Thumb drive. <laughs> thumb drive. Uh, I almost think, again, all power to Paul Dano. Jim Carrey could have done this role. Uh, yes. Like in the way, in the exact same way as Paul Dano. Like, cause I, you know, he did, what was that? Uh, 20, the number 23. And there was another movie too that where he's like, he, I mean, he did the Grinch. I guess that doesn't really translate, but (laughs) number 23 in the Grinch. Yeah. He's good. He's been being a really creepy guy at some point. So like that would have been cool to see, but I totally get it. Uh, Okay. So Riddler. Awesome. Amazing. We loved him. Uh, Jim Gordon by our good friend, the watcher himself. Uh, I know, I know you have some things to say about the watcher, Mr. Jeffrey Wright. He is, he did such a good job. He as killed Gordon. it. Yeah. He absolutely just crushed it. And I mean, I hope, I don't know the extent of what this GCPD series is going to be. Uh, I hope it's him. I mean, Jeffrey Wright has a relationship with HBO um, from Westworld. Oh, so. I was about to say, who's he dating? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, he's not, he's not shy to TV series and especially, you know, if it's like a six episode you know, six hour type deal, whatever they want to do. I can't remember what Peacemaker was eight, eight. nine episodes, eight. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, I want, I need more of him. You know, I, obviously he's going to become commissioner at some point. Um, I'm curious to know if we ever see, you know, that he has a daughter in Barbara Gordon who becomes Oracle. That would be cool. Um, 
so yeah, there's, there's a lot to be explored with him. I think he did a great job. I, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) we talked about we talked about his bits earlier my favorite parts were that again we don't see the friendship form but he's basically he's like you know he's bragging to some people of like yeah i'm friends with batman yeah he's buddies he's totally buddies buddies with him and he calls him man a couple times like what's up man and i loved that and then again him letting him in everywhere like yeah come on in what do you but it wasn't like it was never he was never upset either he was always like what do you think like what are you seeing? Do you see something? Or like, he'd tell him, ah, that doesn't make sense. What do you think about this? And I was just thought that was so cool. And then when hit when they tag team to take down the penguin uh, in that one bit and interview him, (laughs) that was awesome too. Like he's, you know, Batman's reaming into him and Gordon's just sitting there and he said something like, is this good cop, bad bat or whatever. And he's like, I just, yes, I, I thought this was the perfect Gordon. We don't see too much of him, but we see all of what we need to, to know mm-hmm. that again, I love the bit too. When I don't remember who says it, it must've been Batman where he said, no, you're not going to be a target because you're an actual good person. Uh, or he says, you're not corrupt. But yeah. Yeah. Which, I, love I mean, that. you could tell, you know, I feel like a lot of the time, if you tell a cop, Hey, I think there's some bad cops in your, your precinct, you're going to get some pushback. They're going to be like, no, don't talk about my guys like that because the brotherhood that's within police officers. Um, he didn't have that. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. He's Once, like, and, and, you know, he was he was a good cop and and you could tell the entire time. And he was like, I don't you know, I don't want this filth in my department. And. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, so I watched it was called Batman Year One uh, as an animated movie. It's on HBO. Because uh, they'd said that it was based on some stuff, or at least the comics were. But I was like, oh, this movie's literally only an hour, so I'll just watch this. And uh, it was really good. Brian Cranston voices Jim Gordon. And in it, the story is basically of Jim Gordon. He's the main character. And so he transfers over to Gotham after, I don't remember what they explained what the backstory was, but basically he transfers to Gotham as a detective. And he comes into Gotham when it is incredibly corrupt. So like his partner is super corrupt, ends up beating him up at one point with a mask on saying like, you need to stay in line because he's, you know, the goody two choos wanting to do everything right. And <clears throat> by the end of it, he's the one beating the crap out of the other cops. Like I'm not taking this and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But I, I wonder if that was the same thing here. Cause again, they don't go into the backstory, but maybe it was a situation where he came from somewhere else and saw how corrupt the place is and was like, I need to fix this from the inside. But yeah. And I do um, think the DCPD, I do think it is supposed to be during year one. Oh, cool. Yeah. I remember someone said, which that makes it awesome. If so, I bet that's what we'll see is Gordon coming in and, doing whatever he needs to do. Cause I was almost expecting, I was like, wow, that was quick when the commissioner dies. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, Oh, awesome. So here we go, Gordon. But then it wasn't Gordon. And so yeah. I was like, okay, so when is he, where is he on the pecking order to get, you know, to become commissioner? Maybe it's year five or something. Who knows? Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Let's get to it. Penguin, Colin Farrell, uh, could have fooled me. I did I still not, don't think he was in it. I know. I where I didn't find out about that until I saw a mention of it. Of like, I can't believe Colin Farrell was doing this. I was like, what? No, he's not. And I, <laughs> I I went back and watched the trailer. I was like, Colin Farrell is not in this. And then <laughs> are you I stupid? And I was like, Who are you looking at? Yeah, I was like, wait, he's Penguin. Oh my gosh! Not only can you not tell that it's Colin Farrell at all. But like, this isn't even a Colin Farrell character. So like, you would have never been able, he is in this role and he does such a good job. We don't get the full cobble pot, but uh, we get the calling him Oswald 
He's, you know, at the one point he gets tied up where he's waddling. <laughs> Waddles, yeah. Uh, yeah, obviously he's got the face, but also I just loved his relationship with Batman too. Um, yes. Like that first time Batman shows up and just like, I want to talk to the Penguin. And it was like, you know, the twins were like, we're not going to let you in. And then he beats them up and then beats up a couple more people. And then he's like, oh, come on in, Batman. Let, let's let's talk business. And I was like, and then he just deals drugs in front of him. Yeah, exactly. Which he's, I was like, Batman and Batman let him do it, which I was just like, props to him, man. Like he's playing the long game, which I really respected because again, so easy. They could have just been like, oh, and then you would have gotten your, the penguins, the villain for the first half of the movie, just like in a Christopher Nolan movie. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like they're setting him up for bigger things later, which I thought was so cool. Yeah. I just thought, you know, he was not scared of Batman whatsoever. He, he was so charismatic. You oh, know, just yeah. when, when he goes through, he calm down, sweetheart. Yeah. You know, when, and when Bass is just laying waste all his, his, his uh, henchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still saying those twins are Tweedledee and Tweedledum. They don't have names. Right. They're just called the, twin. the twins. And so I'm, it's gotta be right. I mean, come on. I hope so. But that, that Um, was another instance of that duality or that mirror because Batman shows up and he goes, do you know who I am? And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, then let me in. And then he shuts the door. And then the other twin pops up and it's like, we can't let you in. And then, but then he shows up later as Bruce Wayne and says, do you know who I am? And they're like, it's Bruce Wayne. Come on in, buddy. <laughs> and I was like, man, you could. He hopefully he learns from that because there was multiple points in the movie where it was like very, very easy for him to get around as Bruce more mm-hmm. so than as Batman. And so I hope he uses that again. And then the third time he shows up and doesn't even do anything, he just knocks. What is he knocks on the door? They open it and no one's there. Yeah, and he's then, gone. And then he and then he's already in. I was just like, that's so cool. But that is a good point. I didn't I didn't think about that about how there are instances where it's easier for him to get in as Bruce versus it is for Batman. So that's a, yeah. There was another one. Too, I, I don't remember what the other one was, but that was the one where I was like, man, if you just showed up as Bruce, you could have probably gone and talked to the Penguin. Uh, or gotten dressed as Batman in the bathroom because he does that at one point when he sneaks in the second time he's not wearing a suit he's mm-hmm. only wearing you know the it's funny too because if this was Marvel we would have gotten a Funko Pop of him in the hoodie with the black spray paint when he's sneaking in but like they don't ever call that out as one of his costumes but technically that was a Batman costume right of you know he's an all yeah, black there, there is a Funko Pop hoodie. of him uh, with the eye black and he's holding the cowl in his Batman suit Oh, okay. okay. I think it was in Pop in the, bo- pop in the Box. Okay, then maybe they are doing that too. I was like, Marvel just, <laughs> it's like, and no disrespect to Marvel, obviously, but like as many costumes as we can get in a film so we can sell the toys. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah and going back to that too, his, I know we talked about his suit already, but I loved how like he got hit by like 60 bullets and nothing happened. Oh yeah, suit. bulletproof. No, oh, that, totally cool. that shotgun hurt him. Oh, it, but it was also four feet away. <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember. I think Lisa said something like, she's like, he's, he looks like he's really hurting. And I was like, have you ever been shot by a shotgun at point blank? <laughs> like, it's not going to kill you, but you are going to be done. Like, you're going to be asleep because that is going to knock you out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was, and I loved his, uh, his escape, that whole car chase scene with penguin yes. was so good and that that brings up another question too i don't know if this is a thing there's a lot of uh looking in the rearview mirror is what i called it like in that scene penguin was uh there's a scene where batman's doing it on his bike uh there's there's just a lot of like side angle car shots of through the rearview mirror which mm-hmm. i don't know if there's anything more than that maybe it's just a stylistic choice 
but yeah, that one was one where Reeves thing. And I loved they kept that because when I was watching that in the trailer, I was just like, come on, like, oh, the camera flips and we get the Batman logo. But in this one, I was like, yeah, yeah, it earned it earned that scene of him, you know, destroying traffic. And uh, oh, what did you think of his bat with the Batmobile? Uh, I liked it more than I thought I would. You know, when I first saw it, I was like, okay, it's just a muscle car, you know. And um, so, okay, when he starts to chase after Oz. Yeah. Does his car stall? I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. Did I think it? it does. I think it starts to like the engine like starts to rev and then it sounds like it just like shuts off. And then you see Oz just like take off. And I wonder if that's just, you know, cause you can see the engine throughout. The... You might be right when he's sit before he actually starts going. Yes. Yeah. Like, yes. like you just see him or you just see like the headlights turn on <clears> and then like the engine is just roaring and then it just like shuts off. And then it goes, but then it goes, and he flooded it. (laughs) I wonder if it, maybe that is what it was, but because I remember, doesn't it get even more intense after though? Like then it really fires up, like maybe it was prepping and then the calm before the storm sort of thing. Yeah. Um, But no, I mean, it was, it was a legit Batmobile. I mean, I, nothing will beat the Tumblr. I'm sorry. It won't. Absolutely. This did not feel like a Batmobile. I mean, like you said, it looked like a muscle car. Yeah. There was probably some cool gadgets inside it, but on the outside, it just looked like a, pretty big car which you know, again i'm super I'm cool thinking he probably got it from from uh dom from fast and furious oh no do you think i'm get... over baby time over forget about it i can't wait for this next movie fast and furious can you imagine a fast and furious <laughs> movie with batman on a bike and then also in his car and then at one point has... don't they use flying squirrel suits in one of the movies probably yeah, there's 12 they, of them they got to go to space now well they already did but they well, need they to go to did. space with batman that's the they, next movie <laughs> oh baby dom on a dinosaur yeah bats and furious <laughs> dom on a bats dinosaur i need dom on a dinosaur just uh, it, it <laughs> crossover with jurassic park too <laughs> they, at, at this point honestly they need the content they need the money and they'd do it they would do it in a heartbeat if an audio test audience said they liked it they would they would get a dinosaur and they'd be like, oh my God, this, this, uh, an IED blew up this dinosaur's legs. And Don would be like, I can fix that. And they put wheels on the dinosaur and like, yeah, they could totally do that. Uh, okay. Oh, the other thing I wanted to call out with this crazy scene. <laughs> can you imagine? I'm just, I'm just imagining the dinosaur wheels. drinking Corona. <laughs> With his little arms just throwing a whole case of coronas yeah. into his mouth. <laughs> oh man. And then they have like a Dom versus uh the rock on different dinosaurs fighting each other. Uh oh man, that'd be great. I hope uh, this doesn't get cut. <laughs> no, this is not gonna get cut. The uh the part of the car chase scene I really liked, and I, I think it was just more of like a smart OCD planning where he's driving and all of the semis start exploding in front of him, and the one semi hits on the ground. And he skids himself so that the back of his car hits the back of the semi in a way that it knocks him back to being straight, which mm-hmm. I was like, that was a really smart, like Dom would be impressed. I thought that was a really cool. He would. I thought that was awesome because he could have easily spun out. And I was like, there's no way. And then again, in, in Fast and Furious fashion, of course, there's a uh, truck that's the one with the ramp on the back of it. <laughs> that was of course. just right there at the right exact time. But hey, it was worth it to see him fly through the flames. Which actually happened. That was not CGI. Oh, no way. Sponge yeah, stunt driver, I imagine, though. That was, uh, yeah, but they actually drove that car through the, the wall of fire. I, was, wow. I heard that in an interview this morning. 
man. And then oh, even even though it was in the trailer, still just the I got you, I got oh. And then he comes yeah. back and just rams. This guy's right crazy. In. And this that bit too, where they they had the camera in the car, and I was mm-hmm. like, what's happening? Like I know the car got flipped, but there's no sound, and it was just like. Bam, 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 bam. And I was like, oh, okay, this is this just again, they they took things to the next level with this movie. Yeah, this was I, I want to say this is the first movie. No, I did see Shang-Chi in an IMAX, but it was a terrible IMAX. Um oh, oh that's I right, you went felt, to the new one. Yeah, I felt this movie in my bones. Now I don't know if they just had the volume up to you know 110. I don't know if it was because <laughs> it was IMAX. I don't know what it was, but I mean, I was in the corner, so maybe that had something to do with it, but I felt this in my bones and I was here for it. I mean, I felt like when 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 these goons were getting punched, I was getting punched. Yeah, I I felt the subs and it was it was awesome. Those bones cracking. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. Uh, Last person I've got on this list is Falcone, who everyone seems to drop the E or I guess they're using the ice cream version of Falcone. I always thought it was Falcone. I don't know which one is right and which one is wrong. I I was really, again, taking myself out of the trance. I was like, are they calling him Falcone? Like, where's Falcone? But they say Coney. I think, where's Falcone? I don't know. But I can't remember what they called him in uh, Batman Begins. I know. But either way, John Turturro, uh, a surprise, uh, a dark horse, I would say. I did not expect him to be as good as he was. That's one of the few times that I have seen him in a role where he's not funny and on purposely, you know, not funny. Yeah. Um, hey, man, why are you wearing sunglasses inside? Because he's cool. Don't do that. <laughs> he's doing Don't it because do he is. Think about this. Think about this. Let me, let me paint a picture for you. If you orchestrated the downfall of the entire renewal fund by suddenly siphoning everything into the pockets of every major titan in all of Gotham, uh, I feel like I wouldn't be able to keep that off my eyes. I feel like people would always be like, dude, are you hiding something? Like, <laughs> it looks like you're lying right now. Like, we haven't started talking yet, but you look really suspicious. I feel like maybe that's why, but I don't know. Maybe his future, he thought his future was bright. Maybe. <laughs> you know what? No, he did, though, because he knew he was going to get put under the light. When he that's gets what brought it was. out from the light. Man, so. that's foreshadowing at its best, huh? He was, he was truly playing the long game um did you see the the miniseries the night of on hbo uh, no no okay he's in that you should watch that is he good that was, in that it was, he was very good in that okay um riz ahmed is in it as well he's very oh good. nice i love riz that, i think that was the first thing i saw him in actually riz um, yeah oh i thought you said john turner <laughs> no i saw him what in the secret did? window um <laughs> <laughs> what, not transformers not mr deeds transformers <laughs> i've seen Hey, I'm gonna secret window it. after the secret window. Secret is, that, is that the one with uh, Johnny Depp? Yeah. Oh, geez. That's a I good movie. Know. I think I almost went on a date to see that movie, and it got canceled. And by canceled, I mean they canceled on me. <laughs> I was about to say the movie. Or the it day. wasn't Secret Window though. I think it was the Sandra Bullock movie where she writes letters and puts them in the mailbox, and uh, it's like a ghost one letter. Keanu Reeves. I think so. I don't. I didn't go okay. see it. So Secret Window was 2004. So that was the first time I saw it. Transformers oh, was 2007. Okay. That, that's fair. Okay, Secret Window. Huh? All right, you listeners, <laughs> check that one out. Let me know if it's good. Uh, but yeah, no, I thought he was great. He was very vicious. He was very man. Just 
his I again Bruce Wayne shows up and just goes to talk to Falcone yeah. and he's like he's like come on in son like what do you want to know and from uh, what I loved was from Falcone's perspective he was telling Bruce the truth like obviously he wasn't you know embellishing on some things but he says like hey you know your father asked me to take care of some stuff and your father saved my life so i you know i owed him he owed me we had a good relationship yada 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 but it just but you never knew for sure if he's the one who killed his parents or or you know hired joe Mm -hmm. chill or whoever in this universe to go kill his parents but yeah i just there's a lot of mystery around that and i love that where you're like i know he's a bad guy but he kind of has a little bit of a code in a sense. But then when he gets caught on that phone, I got so, I was like, Oh dude, you're done. Like, oh, yeah. I can't believe this. This is awesome. What great news. And just as I hoped it goes out on the news, which I was, I was worried that they were going to do the whole, like, Oh, we need to silence this. We need to delete this, you know, voicemail. Don't yeah. let it, it immediately just go straight to the news. I was like, good, good for him. Good riddance. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it was everything, right. Wasn't that what was the email? entire voicemail? Yeah, that ended up from Gordon's account to like every news source. Was that what? Is that what uh, was emailed? No, that was that uh, the mayor was seeing that mm, girl, Annika. Mm-hmm. Again, okay. yeah, ties okay. right into right. Catwoman. Loved that. Yeah, yeah that okay. was cool. Gets sent out to everyone. No, this was what was it? Who leaked it? Because it wasn't Catwoman, but it was on her phone. I bet Batman must have taken it and sent it to. He did. He did. Remember, he gives it to Gordon. He was like, "You need to. T- you need to take care of this." And Gordon's oh, yeah. like, "You got okay. it, buddy," and yes. uh, and and takes care of it. So yeah, no, that was great. Um, characters. Okay, you talked about Martinez. Um, yes, I love how he just he warmed up to Batman. He you know, really the first, did. The first murder. He's like, "How are you just gonna let him in here?" The second one, he's like, "How are you gonna let him him stuff?" Yeah, and then the third one, you know, he's like, you know, he scares him because he was kind of like sur- sur- or surveillance for the scene. Yeah, um, not surveillance, security. What am I saying? What are words? Um, <laughs> security for, for uh, you know, to close off the scene, and then Batman just like crawls in the window, and then they start talking, and he was like, oh yeah, that's a, um, whatever you called it, the tucker. A tuck. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tuck for a carpet. Oh yeah, my dad did it for so many years. Blah blah. blah. I got and then so that's happy. When he realized, and then he like ripped the carpet up. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I mean, I I loved how you know uh, just a small character like that. They didn't such, have like, to do an that. Impact. Yeah, and then just you know, and I don't know if he's from comics. I don't know if he's got you know a bigger role or anything like that. But I loved how he just you know completely warmed up to Batman by the end of it. Yeah. Because this has to cool. take place over what four days, three, four, five a week. That was what the funniest part because there was one point where they showed a date. Oh no, October thirty first. Right, we we knew that right at the very beginning of the movie, and then which is even funnier because they're talking about this election throughout the entire thing and it never clicked. But we got to that bit where it was like, ah, it's November 6th. And I was like, it's only been a week. I was like, I felt like it had been a long time. I don't know why. I felt like that we had been sitting there for like weeks while he was investigating. And so I'm thinking to myself, dang, they're actually really smart, right? That, you know, he was able to figure this all out in a couple of days. Riddler didn't plan that right. But um, Martinez was awesome. And I, I thought that was so cool. That was another one of those of like, look at how, cause I don't think he ever actually meets no i think he does he i think during the funeral scene martinez is there and he says something about bruce wayne or there's there's something in there where he says something really positive about bruce wayne of like oh dude look oh my god look it's bruce wayne oh yeah he does yeah and it was the same thing where it was like and i said dude 
And I said it to Lisa. I was like, look at him. He's dissing Batman, but he loves Bruce Wayne. Boy, is he going to be in for a surprise whenever he finds out when the Riddler reveals it, which, you know, never happened. But yeah, that scene was just when he shows up and Batman turns around, I was just like, awesome. We're going to I knew it was coming. I was like, we're going to get a little redemption here. And it it felt so good, especially Mm -hmm. after he rips the the carpet. And Martinez was like, no, wait, don't. He was (laughs) like, whoa. And he goes tell gordon and he was like yep on it and took off i was just like yeah see he doesn't even question batman anymore just yeah so cool those were yeah. the little things i almost feel like some of those little things were my favorite parts of the movie as well mm-hmm. i love the bloodhaven drop from catwoman at the end oh that she was yeah. going to bloodhaven yeah yeah yeah, yeah. which um, isn't that where is that jason todd yeah okay again i'm i'm cool with seeing some other characters i just want i was really happy to see the riddler and Penguin, honestly, just because we hadn't seen either of them in a while. And I know you and I talked about this. I'm just really wanting to see some new people. I'm, I don't, yeah. I'm glad we got to see a little Joker tease. And I get that Matt Reeves is adamant that this is not a part of his franchise, which great, awesome. You know, if he shows up, cool, make him make him a very outside character. I just, I don't want them retreading it. And I know Warner Brothers is, again, this is where I worry about them, that they'd go, Joker's a sure thing. Bane is a sure mm-hmm. thing. We've seen them. People love them. But like, g- give me a Iceman. <laughs> give me Mr. Freeze. Give Iceman. me give me Mad Hatter. Give me Calendar Man. Give me Hugo Strange. Give me Poison Ivy. Even though, again, we saw her once, but I think we can, I'd say if it's somebody we have seen more than once, we do not need to see them again. That would, that would be my thought on this. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like, uh, you know, Reeves, the way he tells the story um, of corruption and the election, I feel like he's taking a lot of real world scenarios that have happened as of late. Um, I could see him going about, you know, poison ivy and like a global warming type type uh, story um, yeah. theme behind it. Um, <laughs> have you seen the, uh, the meme? It was of uh <laughs> it was Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy. And then it was like one wanted to cool down the earth and the one and one and the, the other one wanted to regrow the forests. And then it was like Batman. It was like, oh, he wanted to kill both of them. Like, <laughs> like Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze are like good people that are trying to help the earth. And Batman's like, nope, not on my watch. But see that, but that makes so much sense because in that same vein, that was what the Riddler was doing, right? Like there, obviously he was was a bad guy, but he was exposing corruption and he was killing the people, which again, I don't think anyone would advocate for killing, but I don't think anyone would complain when it happens. Right. That's like how it always is. Oh, we don't, we don't want to have to kill this person, but the minute they die, it's like, thank God, you know, they were a, a scourge on the earth. So in a way Riddler was a little bit of a hero in that sense, doing that sort of stuff. But it's one of those tough ones, which is, you know, just the same as Thanos, right? Where you're having to question your own judgments of like, Mm -hmm. yes, I know bar none, Riddler is a bad guy, but Batman inspired him and the things that he's doing are all he's, it'd be the same as if, if a real life Riddler was killing some corrupt politicians, like we would obviously be upset by it, but at the same time, there'd be a lot of people like, Hey, the Riddler was right. Would be the thing you'd start seeing on all the bathroom urinals. So it like, and to have Mr. Freeze be something about global freeze and Ivy for global warming again, freeze and Ivy already had a movie together, but you could totally pull that off and make it really cool to where they're bad guys. But 
how, how does how does it look for Batman when he's trying to stop somebody who's trying to stop global warming or something like that? So yeah, yeah I totally could see that. Or again, Mad Hatter. I think we we don't have enough hat sales in this country, and uh, <laughs> we need to be I'm trying to think of who some other villains would be in terms of like actual freeze and ivy are like top up there penguin too though he's kind of a global warming kind of guy right he wants it to be cold yeah um yeah no i mean i just i would i you know i'm not gonna not see it if the joker's in the next one or if the joker's in the third one same thing with bane but like you know we saw the story with bane and how he you're coming into it with a very judgmental eye at that point yeah because you're like Um, you need to impress me yeah so you know to see somebody like mad hatter or to see hush or the court of the owls yeah the court of the owls um you know i would love to see red hood but i don't think we've got time to dive into that because then that's you know jason todd after he's supposedly killed by the joker um well but red hood started with the joker though didn't it because wasn't he he originally was when he fell into the vat he did the red hood for a bit. Right. And then he truly became the Joker. I'm trying to, I know, I know Jason Todd did it too. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know. remember. I, and it's too um, late. We can't do that part. Cause he's already Jokerish in this movie. Right. It kind of looks like he has scars on his face. Yeah. Um, same as scarecrow. We already saw him. And I, th- yeah. I thought we had a really good scarecrow and Batman begins. Oh, he was awesome. Um, yeah. I love another him. thing too. I don't know. Did you watch Gotham on Fox? No. So it had like everybody. Like every single villain. I mean, it had Hugo Strange. It had Mr. Freeze. It had the Joker. It had Catwoman. It had uh, Ivy. It. I mean, Scarecrow. It literally had everybody. I'm pretty sure it had the Mad Hatter as well. Um, so it's hard to think back of, of villains we haven't seen because I did watch Gotham all like five or six seasons of it, whatever it was. Oh, wow. Um, so I got to a point where I'm like, well, I'm this far into it. I might as well just finish it. Yeah, I know. The um, so I, I don't know. I mean, after what we just saw in this, you know, in, in Matt Reeves, I trust. I do. I agree. So, and I, I believe he is planned to do a trilogy. It's everything I keep seeing. You know, everyone is mentioning it as a trilogy. And I like that. I like when they as much as you know you can roll your eyes at oh here comes the next franchise but it, you know nolan had a trilogy in mind too and his trilogy was amazing i like when somebody comes in saying i know what i want to do i just want it to be a trilogy and i don't want it to be a dceu connection sort of thing or whatever i think mm-hmm. that's awesome because you get to have truly what he wants his story to be and i think if that's the case i trust him especially after this he's earned he's earned my trust more than warner brothers has yeah, and I think, you know, with the financial success that it had, and I, I mean, I think it's getting um, at least good reviews critically. I haven't seen as many 10s before. Um, okay, so One good. of the guys I watched on YouTube gave it a 10, and I've not seen him do that. IGN gave him a 10, and uh, they have not given a 10 in a really long time, especially to yeah. a con- They didn't even give Endgame a 10. They gave Endgame a 9. Okay, yeah, Zack Snyder's rolling in his just <laughs> – he's just rolling then because – you know, <laughs> the, the turmoil that he went through, I mean, say what you will about Zack Snyder, but he had a clear idea of what he wanted to do. And then it was just oh, I bet. meddled by the studio. So, yeah. Um, you he know, bet on the right, he bet on the wrong horse though, in a sense, because I don't know if he could have known prior, but it's like, and at this point with the amount of time that has passed, 
Warner Brothers is learning lessons, obviously, as a corporation, mm-hmm. as a company, and it's just taking them a lot longer to learn them. And that's why they're behind the curve. But it really seems like they've been turning a corner with Joker, with this, with allowing the Justice League movie to be made, this uh, the Snyder Cut to be mm-hmm. made. Like they're making a lot of these good decisions now. So I would hope, honestly, that would be cool if if uh, Snyder came back to do whatever DC movie he wanted to do. It'd be cool if he could do one more where they said, you can do whatever you want. We're not going to stop you. We feel super bad about that and you know, do whatever you want. That'd yeah, cool. I just listened to a... Um... A podcast uh justin long um has a podcast and i listened to the Zack snyder episode this morning he talked quite a bit about it so wow just okay. just everything that happened and you know when he had to step away and how christopher nolan told him do not watch this movie because <laughs> you know him and then uh zach's wife deborah were both producers on it and christopher was like we cannot let him see this movie what what they did to his vision so but How no, sad, I think dude, that'd be so sad. Yeah, to be like you put all this work in it and then being like, don't look, man, don't look. Yeah, you don't. Um, so yeah, I think you know, and ironically enough, Matt Reeves and Tim Burton are the only two directors to do Planet of the Apes and Batman. Wow, that's pretty epic. <laughs> he did the he did the new Planet of the Apes, right? Yeah, he did the new trilogy. Oh, okay, awesome. Because that yeah. was that was epic. That was yeah. Which as soon trilogy. as as soon as I heard Matt Reeves was attached, and that's all I knew him from was that Planet of the Apes trilogy. I was like, oh, this is gonna be. He's in good hands. Yeah, that I mean, was... if he got those monkeys to act, I know, I mean, and they were riding horses. And <laughs> I think he even got some of them to talk. At what one more? Point. What more can he do? <laughs> <laughs> that's great uh okay so there um there's a th- we talked a little bit about it earlier about this there's a the- theme of fear in the movie that i think kind of i don't think they carry it through the entire way but i, I just i wanted to get your thoughts on it and see if you saw anything more than me obviously we get the opening about him talking about fear as a tool and uh again there's a lot of it where he just scares people and they walk away mm-hmm. but was there anything more to it than that? Um, so that's one thing that I can't always grasp while I'm watching it is the themes of movies. You know, I'm just so engrossed in what I'm watching and I've just, you know, movies to me is such a, you know, escapism to where I don't want to think about anything else going on in the world or that's my day to day, whatever. So I just want to sit down for two to three hours and just enjoy what this you know, story is going to tell me. So when I watch it, I'm, I'm, my wife's going to hate me, but I'm too dumb to, (laughs) to to even think about like, I wonder what this means about this and blah, blah, blah. So, um, you know, anything you say, I would probably just agree with, but yeah, I don't have any like original things to say about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, and that's fine. Like I said, I, I didn't pull anything more than that. The other one though, was that theme of vengeance which mm-hmm. I think was a lot easier to track. And I think really hit home when he's absolutely brutalizing that guy on the rafters. And then they ask him who he is. And I was like, tell him, man, tell me you're the Riddler confuse my wife even more. And he says, uh, I'm vengeance. And I was just like, well, look at that. Like, I mm-hmm. thought it was really interesting that he inspired these people and that, it, I'm trying to think of some parallels to it, but it was just really cool that he he had an idea in his head of what he wanted to be and had no idea that this was inspiring other people to act this way and take it in this direction 
that again, he could have never imagined. And I loved that he addresses that and it's like, I need to do better, which again, yeah. in any other world, we, well, we, in the world could Nolan, we didn't see some of those things until the next movie, right? Like from the, th- the lessons he learns in dark Knight, we don't see how he learns them until dark Knight rises. Whereas this one, he's addressing them by voiceover by the end of the movie saying like, I am yeah. going to be better. I'm going to be a, a beacon <laughs> of hope when uh one that guy he got his whole face pummeled in and he looked and fine there was, and there was no blood okay yeah. whatever that must be hey, a that's pg-13 strong, that was the winter combat mask is what they called the the riddler's mask um, oh nice it when when they took it off and it reminded me of in the dark night i think it's the beginning when batman kind of goes against uh scarecrow again in that parking garage and then you have all those other guys that show up as batman oh and right, then, right, right yeah and then he, and then batman kind of like you know restrains him and he's getting ready to jump off the top. And the guy goes, what's the difference between you and me? And then Batman goes, I'm not wearing hockey pads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I, I feel like I need to rewatch those movies again. Honestly, I was thinking about rewatching the old ones. But then I, I almost woke myself out of that idea because the 89. Yeah, I just I don't. I feel don't. like I don't even I maybe saw the Keaton movie. When I was a kid, I don't remember anything about that movie. Like, I'm still like, how was Michael Keaton Batman? But I recently had watched that Val Kilmer one, which again was not good. The George Clooney ones are like, take it or leave it. I don't care. I like the villains, but uh, I I like Batman Forever. I know it's terrible. Which one's that? Two Face and Riddler. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I loved Riddler was great. Uh, Mr. Freeze was great. I loved Poison Ivy. She scared me when I was a kid. (laughs) <laughs> but again, I feel I feel like you could modernize those characters. Are I'm fine rebooting because it's been since yeah. 20 years now that we've seen them. Whereas again, Bane, I feel like it'd be Bane, Joker, Ra's al Ghul, those the ones that are from the Nolan trilogy. I mm-hmm. don't want I don't want to see those ones, which they're yeah. doing they're doing good so far. So um, yeah. last thing we'll talk about on this is uh, the ending, just as to what, what do we think is happening next? So I know, I, yeah, I talked with you about this yesterday too. I'm not super big on theorizing, but I also am always big on theorizing. So uh, <laughs> the movie ends, I am, and I say that to say, I am less concerned. I don't care at all about the Riddler Joker interaction in the prison. Besides that, that's cool. Because again, I always kind of put them in the same boat. My favorite Batman stuff actually growing up, now that I think of it, was the um the 1960s batman show Mm -hmm. i used to watch that all the time i loved the (laughs) the movie was amazing and i loved the joker and the riddler in those and they they kind of tag team for some bits of it but um beyond that i was like okay cool whatever my big question what's up with gotham now like uh where do we go from here the whole city is flooded completely flooded and apparently no one's coming to help and so what trouble happened? trouble is definitely still brewing. Oh, well, even more so now because the whole city's in chaos. You got Penguin about to do a power grab, but I imagine mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of other villains now that are going to be like, now's the time to strike because the entire city is underwater. Killer Croc. Uh, yeah. Shark <laughs> Boy and Lava Girl. Shark Boy. <laughs> God, if we could finally get Taylor Lautner. Can he be Shark Boy and the werewolf he- that he was in? <laughs> Um, Jacob, yes. I don't know. Now, this isn't good planning on my part. My, my buddy did say, um, I guess there's a story or a, a series, uh, No Man's Land. I guess that is a. Yes, that's a Zach, uh, Zach Snyder, Scott Snyder. That's his, he's the one who did Quarter of the Owls. But yeah, it was like 
they um, okay so I, he was saying that possibly no man's land could be coming because gotham is basically just completely flooded and up in that storyline riddler is the one who runs the place so i mean but he's in prison so i i don't know but either way this is really exciting like i yeah. i love that they that to me is the perfect kind of cliffhanger where the the characters themselves have hit a crescendo by the end of the movie and we're like good we're good where we're at but the story is lingering and you don't even notice it like the movie ends and I don't, I wasn't like, Oh, what's going to happen next. I was just like, man, that was a good movie. Yeah. But I mean, they could go wherever they want. And depending on when stuff starts coming out, I do know um, in year one, I think, uh, you know, and it's speculated that Joker could have gotten caught on purpose and had nothing to do with Batman. And now mm-hmm. he's in Arkham Asylum and he's sense. kind of recruiting people, you know, like I'd he buy could it. be recruiting the Riddler at this point. And you know, maybe we'll finally see how easy it is to break out of Arkham because they it's always are so out easy all the time. Oh yeah, it's um, a revolving I, door. They just <laughs> yeah, they don't even close the gate at night. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I mean, this could go so many different ways, and anyone could speculate. And I know Robert Pattinson himself had said it would be really cool if the Waynes were still alive and they were running the Court of Owls. Oh, that would be awesome. Because so, that I was going to say, that's the other piece that's kind of lingering is you've got a lot of uh, puzzle pieces in place for Court of Owls with the whole reveal of the Waynes and the Arkhams and, and these mm-hmm. very select families that have been running the whole city. Uh, and I'm totally down with that. The only thing being, I think I saw someone saying that the, the Court of Owls would kind of be similar to the Riddler. I don't think so. I think you could pull off having two different stories. I mean, maybe it's because the masks, but the masks look totally different too. They're like completely white owl masks. They're right. creepy as all get out. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you know, with, with any comic book and storyline, there's always a way to tweak it, to make it into live action, to make even more sense. And exactly. again, with, with Reeves and the way he's able to tell a story, I think, he could do whatever he wanted. I mean, it would make the most sense. I feel like a lot of people are wanting the Court of Owls because we haven't seen it. Yeah. Um, I do think the new, is it Gotham Knights? The next game coming out, which if you didn't play the Arkham games, then you probably haven't. I saw the much. gameplay of it. They okay. can play and, as four people, right? Yeah, and I think the, the Court of Owls is the main like antagonist in that oh, game. Oh, cool. Um, so, you know, there's there's a lot of Batman's, you know, story and characters that we've seen already. And there's a lot that we haven't. And I'm hoping we just continue to get things we haven't already seen. Mm-hmm. I and, and all that goes back to Warner Brothers listening to Matt Reeves, who clearly knows what he's doing and not listening to the fans because mm-hmm. and that was a conversation we had, too, of just, you know, the minute the movie's over, every single person posts online what they think the next movie should be about and oh this person should show up and this should do that and it's like just let these guys make their movie if you liked this movie let them make the next one like don't even bother with it just be surprised when it comes out because i was pleasantly surprised by this one yeah and one other thing about this movie it was gorgeous yes there were so many scenes of batman and just like the you know, the, the silhouette of him and, you know, the, the side profile. And like when he was in, was it called Gotham Square Gardens? Is that what they called it? Not Madison Square Gardens. The middle one, probably. But yeah, I think it was Gotham Square Gardens. And, you know, he's waist deep in the water and he gets the flare out. And yeah, then you walking. just see the the, the, the the cinematography of this and the way they framed these shots. And even, you know, on the where the bad signals at that i'm assuming either just construction 
site or abandoned building, whatever it may be, um, him and Catwoman, and then you see his cape flowing in the wind and the, you know, the, the orange hue of the sun in the back. And it was just so many shots. I'm like, I want that as a poster. I want that as a phone background. I want that as a postcard, you know, just so many gorgeous cinematic shots that we got that I cannot remember seeing half of them in the the Nolan trilogy. Mm -hmm. And it's funny too, you uh, not giving yourself enough credit there. You're look at you catching uh, little cinematic pieces and nuggets in this movie. You're pretty smart. I try. And you know, it's funny too. It was all Cardinal red. It was, which was cool. I I liked that because they, you know, they marketed the hell out of this movie in terms of like, the red backdrops and the this, that, and the other. Yeah. And I was like, oh, are they going to be doing that for the whole movie? And yeah, they were. I mean, the flares yeah. red, the the seedy parts of the town are kind of a dark red. And there's there's a red here with the sunset. And it was really cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, Even though just, everyone else is black and gray. Yeah, every, everything else. But yeah, yeah, it was just a just a damn good movie. I know. It I'm sure really your brother was. loved it. Uh, he's uh, in, he's supposed to be seeing it today. He said he was going to try to. So I haven't seen it yet um, or I haven't heard from him yet. My cousin, he messaged me and he was like, hey, what do you think of the movie? And I said, uh, this movie is really good. I said, I don't want to say that it's better than the Nolan movies, but it's basically right. He was like, no, 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 no. I said, I didn't say that it was better. I'm just saying it is good. as." And then he went and saw it yesterday. He texted back. He goes, you were right. I was like, right? Like it's it, it I, I, it's hard to compare it, but you want to put it up there at the top because it's just so good. It's and, just different. and I don't I don't want it to be recency bias because I mean recency bias with Marvel is it's a real thing. I I might say this, I mean, it, you know, whether or not it's we better, are recording, it's all it's all subjective. Look, I think re- recency bias. I, I get why people get upset with that, or or even try to catch themselves with it. Especially if you're ranking things, fine, that's fair. But just like I said at the very beginning of this, recency bias is awesome for this sort of stuff, right? Why do why wouldn't you want to walk out of every movie that you see going, "This is the best thing I've ever seen in my life"? Yeah. Like, to me, that's when you're getting your money's worth. Is you get you leave every Marvel movie going. I think this is my favorite Marvel movie. I think this is the best Batman movie. I think this next Batman's the best Batman. Like to me, that means you're loving what's coming and you're and not wishing. Exactly. And like, why would you want to go? Oh, no, nah, I prefer the movie that was 30 years old. I'm still hanging on to that one. Like, yeah. Cause hopefully, you know, hopefully you've, you've got guys, you know, whoever made direct the next Batman in 10, 15 years, you know, you, you hope that they love the character enough that they sit down and they say, I want to be better exactly than right. the dark and I, and I do know some of the producers um of this one had told oh, wow. Nolan, oh, like okay. we're gonna beat you like we want to beat you like we nice. want to be better than you which you know it, same thing with like records and sports you know they're meant to be broken exactly um, i it, it's it's hard to say just say it that this is better than the dark knight it's hard to say it part of me thinks it because this is the first of a trilogy and it was so good and yes batman begins was good but the dark knight was obviously the best in that trilogy um (laughs) as of right now i would say the batman is better than the dark knight nice okay i'll say it with you to make you feel comfortable i think so too uh and here's what what i'll say here's what i explained if we're basing it just on just 
on characters. I hated Maggie Gyllenhaal as I hated her. There's not a single, and there's probably a couple others, right? There's, there's ones in every single one of Nolan's movies. That's like, eh, whatever. Every single person in the Batman was amazing. There wasn't a single character that I was like, ah, this person was not that good. Like they all were hitting on all cylinders, the entire movie. Yeah. Which you can't say about any other Batman movie. Yeah. And, and I that feel alone like is the, like the a Batman nuts. started. I mean, it was the foot on the gas and I don't think it ever let up. No, there are some times in the dark night where I'm like, okay, I don't care. Like, can we just like, right. it, okay. Now the Joker is better than the Riddler. In my opinion, I think Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker was better than Paul Dano's performance as the Riddler. Um, nothing is in my mind will ever top a villain than Heath Ledger's Joker. I mean, he made that movie what it was, Yeah. but there was a lot of the times with, and I can't even remember the guy's name, but how, you know, Bruce sent Lucius to, to Hong Kong to expedite the, um, or to oh, extradite right. the, um, the one guy. And I know he was in with, you know, the Maronis and all that. And I'm just like, I don't care. Pass. There's too much sunlight pass. I don't, I don't. Okay, cool. Um, but as of right now, at this moment, at 9.15 p.m. on March 6th, I'm saying that I think the Batman is better than the Dark Knight. Yeah, I mean, but hey, it's like we're now living in a world where we can have that conversation. Five months ago, I mean, even before the trailer would have come out, no one touches Dark Knight, right? Right. No one ever even thinks about touching it. I always did. I used to say that my the best uh, of them was... Uh, I think I said the best was Dark Knight Rises and my favorite was uh, Batman Begins. But then I saw Dark Knight a couple more times and I was like, eh, it's actually pretty good. But do you like the Dark Knight Rises? I loved it. Yeah, I, I do, saw, too. Yeah, it gets a lot of hate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that, it. that was uh, I got to see that opening night. That was a, one of the last midnight screenings that I ever got to see because of <laughs> the shooting in Aurora that then they stopped doing the mm. midnight screening. So that has a special place in my heart. Not because of the shooting but obviously were you in colorado of, at that time i was yeah actually mm. that was a crazy night i think i said that in another podcast but like yeah i uh we went and saw it it was at midnight and so i went home and just went straight to bed and when i woke up uh i woke up to like four missed calls a bunch of text messages of just like hey are you okay you know and i was like i'm nowhere near because i was in school at the time i was in Greeley, so i was probably an hour away but i now live in the town where the the movie theater is so um it was wild and i think we were gonna go see it or maybe we did go see it like two nights later and it was mm-hmm. crazy like we went to a different theater it wasn't this one but um, there were like cops at all of the entrances. They had cops inside, like because they wanted people to still be able to see the movie. But it right. was really traumatic. We even got uh, Hans Zimmer made a track uh, called Aurora that uh, is like themed, kind of like Batman was. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was, I, I think you. It was for donate. We paid like ninety nine cents, but I thought it was really cool. It was wild time. But yeah, I, uh, so I loved that movie. I thought it was amazing. Yeah, it it really bothered me when that happened um you know obviously at the time i didn't know anybody that lived there that was affected by it but just to like i said when i go to the movies it's to escape from everything and to think that that could happen at movie theater was just gut-wrenching um yeah but i actually wore you remember like those yellow like Livestrong bracelets mm-hmm. um i actually had a black one that said remember aurora oh wow and then it had a like a like a ribbon and in the bottom of the ribbon, it was the, the silhouette of Batman. I had a sticker on my car. I wore that bracelet. Wow. I, I wore it until it broke. That's and really then cool. I was like devastated when it did break because 
it just, you know, really bothered me that that happened, but yeah, I, uh, I've never been able to watch a movie the same in theaters as much as I love going to the movies, literally every single time I'm, I, I used to not, but it's like, okay, where are the exits? Obviously we see them, mm-hmm. but at the same time, anytime I'm like, man, this would really suck if I died in this movie. Like, I think that every single time I see a movie that I'm really liking, which I hate that I even have that thought or any time that like somebody comes in late to the theater as well, yes. always creeps me out now. And there was, there was one time I was, <laughs> it was a really bad, it was like, uh, I went and saw like Ocean's 8 by myself, like two weeks after it came out. And so I was like one of the only people in the theater and some person walks in late and sits down at the end of the row that I was sitting in. It was just me and that person. And they were just sitting there for, and this was like an hour into the movie. And I was just like, is this the one? Like, this is it? Ocean's 8, really? Or whatever it was. But so yeah, yeah it, it really messed me up in that way. But um Hey, what do you, what can you do except move forward and stay strong otherwise? And uh, that's what Batman would want us to do. I think that, that is what Batman wants to do. Uh, but we're going to end, we're going to end on a fun note, Anthony. I think maybe you thought that I wasn't going to ask this, but uh, <laughs> we uh, listeners out there, Anthony and I also, we were going to have an episode where we talked about the Batman and a couple of other movies that we watched, but uh, we didn't want the episode to run too long. So we're going to do a, a quick little bit here. Uh, Anthony and I both saw Uncharted in theaters. Uh, I thought it was awesome. I really liked it. Uh, Reminded me of National Treasure. Tom Holland uh, and uh, company were great. Uh, And I think, Anthony, you said the same thing. Really nice to see a video game come to life in such a cool way, hoping that maybe there's another movie. Uh, We also saw uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre on Netflix. Uh, Less than good. Uh, Look, I gave it a six out of 10, which to me is all right. And I do that because the movie is only an hour and 20 minutes. It flies by and all it is is killing, which is all we can ask for in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So what I'll I'm going to jump throwing this your way real quick. First off, what do you think of both of those movies? I don't want to take the words out of your mouth. Um, Uncharted. I I thought it was great. I, uh, you know, I played the games, all four of them. I loved them. I loved the Easter eggs of Nolan North being in it uh you know who voiced uh, nathan drake um yes yeah yeah yeah. i love the 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 music that you hear at the end at the credits um that's straight from the game oh cool like it's it's like the loading screen music uh yeah i thought it was a lot of fun um i uh the the only negative comment i have about it is that tom holland's american accent he just sounded like spider-man to me he did yes yeah so that right. was the only thing that that I, and maybe it's just because the last thing I saw him in was Spider-Man. And, you know, maybe if I just watched it on a random Thursday afternoon, it wouldn't, it wouldn't bother me, but I'm like, he's just Spider-Man right now. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I told you earlier when this movie was supposed to come out 13, 14 years ago, um, I wanted Bradley Cooper and uh, Bruce Campbell as my Nathan Drake and Sully, which, which would have been great. Um, so yeah, I, I, great movie, a lot of fun. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was so bad, but I liked it. Because <laughs> it was so it was bad, bad, it was good. Yeah, like I told my, my wife and I were talking last night. I was like, I liked it. She goes, No, you didn't. I go, I did. She goes, You liked it because it was bad. I go, Exactly. And it's <laughs> just, like it's that. just murder. Like the whoever wrote it has never interacted with people before. No. Hey, who, who, uh, who sets up a like a boat? Who says, Oh, I'm gonna go take over a town to turn it into a hipster boutique? What town would I pick? Oh, how about the one that got murdered by Leather Leatherface? Yeah, that's, that's the, a good place to start. The, the last thing I could think about that town was, yeah, okay, that place has cell phone reception. 
All right. right yeah oh man and that scene but but again his kills were great i know we highlighted there was a great one where he throws this axe down the <laughs> stairs that was intense but there's a, there's a big scene too where he shows up on a bus full of party goers uh it's the only bus in town and uh he just has his chainsaw and he massacres them in texas and it's insane and so i posed the question and that's how we're going to wrap this up who would win between Leatherface with a chainsaw and Batman, uh, the Robert Pattinson's Batman. This and I know you are the same as me with this. We got to lay out all the ground rules. So this is Robert Pattinson's Batman from the Batman movie. He he is not at the end of the Batman movie. He's just that character in the movie. He's a very good fighter. He's mm-hmm. he's got his armor on. Yeah, uh, all his tips and tricks. He's got his his venom. He has not used that yet. Uh, and Leatherface has both the mystical power of not being able to die and also this chainsaw. And so my questions being, is there a scenario maybe where uh, Leatherface has the upper hand, perhaps? I know I threw to you that what if they were on the bus and it was the two, <laughs> it's the two of them on this party bus and maybe it's just the two of them or the party is going on and Batman happens to be on the bus too and Leatherface. What do you think? What do you say? Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna cheat here, and I'm gonna play both sides. So if okay. it is strictly Batman versus Leatherface, I'm saying Batman wins. Okay, why? It I don't know why. I just I feel like Batman is able to get away quick enough and just like rope the dude's ankles and yes, then string him yeah. from a from a streetlight, even though there's definitely none in that street <laughs> in that town. Um, but if it is Batman on the bus with all the party goers, I'm going to say Leatherface because I guarantee you those party goers are getting Batman's way. That's what and I'm thinking too. And they're, they're going to get panic. hit by the chainsaw. Blood's going to go all in his face and he's not going to be able to see. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. See, I just feel like if he gets that chainsaw near him, that Batman's done for, I feel like. I mean, I get that his... I mean, maybe not. His armor is pretty strong, but if Leatherface comes out of the shadows or something, what if it was? What if they were in Gotham? <laughs> what if, if? What if Leatherface? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Look. Look. I'm gonna pose it to you a different way. Uh, Batman is the characters in the beginning, the group of uh, clowns, and he's there, and that shadow. <laughs> leather, leather leather face. face is back there and you just hear the <laughs> ring, 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 and he just looks over what do you say to that i feel like, i feel like he might have a better chance in gotham yeah i feel because <laughs> you know he murdered like four people already because it's gotham it's easy to kill there so oh, he's yeah. already he's got the blood flow going he's got the adrenaline going he's ready to fight yeah i mean it so we so i've got what a 28 year old batman against a 76 year old leather face okay but see you put you bring his age in and he was very limber in this movie plus okay he also has the added benefit of um scaring bat okay batman talks about fear being the tool here we go here comes another one listeners (laughs) listeners be ready here's your trigger warning Leatherface comes out he's got jim gordon's face on Jim Gordon, <laughs> Jim Gordon's dead, and his face is on Leatherface. I feel like Batman would lose his mind. Yeah, Batman's done for. That's what I'm saying. He's got fear in him now. Yeah, Leatherface takes that one ten times out of ten. I'm saying. All I know, did you ever play Soul Calibur <laughs> Four? 
Uh, oh no, I think I only played two. Okay, so for the the PlayStation version had uh, Darth Vader and the Xbox version yeah, had Yoda. Right, right. So we're gonna need Soul Calibur. Like they're probably on like fifteen, where one has <laughs> Batman and the other has Leatherface. Yeah. Oh, have you ever played uh, Dead by Daylight? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure it scared the crap out of me. Yeah, it's kind of like Friday the Thirteenth, except it's only four people, and then a killer is coming after you, and they've got add-ons with uh, Michael Myers. Uh, uh, well, I think oh, yeah. face is one. I, my wife would come home to me crying in the corner. It, yeah, that game is really <laughs> scary. But yeah, okay, okay, I can see that. I'd buy it. I think in the right circumstances, we could give it to either of the two. But I will say this: if we're putting them in between them and Nathan Drake, sorry, he wouldn't make it out with either of them. Batman would beat Nathan, and so would Leatherface. Yeah, no. Na- <laughs> the only thing Nathan Drake would be able to do would be like untie Leatherface's apron without him knowing. Right. No, he would be like, he'd do the thing where he'd do like a somersault and then he'd be like, ah, like, do you see you missed it? I, I stole your axe. Or like, <laughs> or like Batman like goes to grab something on his belt and he's like, hey, where's my venom? He just pulls he's out just his got it right there. Got it. Like, and then, and, and then Chloe shows him. up out of nowhere and then Chloe has it somehow. Like she hasn't even been there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Glad we could get that answered. Awesome. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. great. Any fi- questions here? I know that, hey, that's what we do here on comics and cinema. Uh, any final thoughts on the Batman before go we... see it? I think that's a great idea. Go see I... it. April 19th. Can I come soon enough? That's right. April 19th comes on to HBO max. So if you can't find your way to a theater, have no fear and it'll come right to you, which is, is interesting. I'm, I'm happy for it. It, it. Interesting too, that we live in a world where if this movie had come out last year, it would have been day and date. And I wonder, I, yeah, I yeah, they may this have new... gone to watch it on TV first, just because it's so long. I would have been like, okay, I need to see what it's about. And if it's really good, like, that's what I did with, is it what I did with Dune? No, we did Dune on, in theaters first, but. I, I did that with Suicide Squad. I watched that at home first. I did too. Yep, exactly. And then I saw it in theaters, but same thing. It's like, theaters. oh, just, you did? Just, Interesting. No, I, just, I just watched it at home. I mean, it makes sense. It's like, if it's there and it's free, save yourself some money, save yourself the drive. But uh, yeah, I've got a big longer. enough TV that it, it feels like a, a theater experience. Um, yeah, I know uh, Warner Brothers said this was a, um, a going to be a, like a, a test almost to see how well the Batman does and then still going to HBO Max 45 days later. So, yeah, I wonder if they'll have enough data to compare it to Suicide Squad, because I know obviously they're very different movies, but Suicide Squad did not do well in the box office. If I remember, right? did it only get like 50 million opening uh i'm not 100 percent. it was low i remember them saying that it was very disappointing which was a bummer because it was so good but i wonder if that had changed again we're in a weird time now where the the movie theaters are they're very fickle but yeah, well there's there's got to be a way for hbo to also analyze you know who's paying for hbo max and what are they watching well yeah yeah, yeah. so they know, know how many so... are, are doing that but you but i'm saying like you won't you wouldn't be able to do that with batman because it's it never came to HBO at the same time. Yeah. So who knows? I, I wonder I wonder if it would have made 125 or if it would have made more like a hundred million. Because it's been, you know, that's the other thing too. It's been so long, right? Like things are kind of yeah. starting to get back to normal. People are more willing to go out. So maybe they would have just been like, hey, we'll watch it on HBO later. Let's just go to the movies for a date or something. Yeah, I think it, w- it would have done well. I think it would have made less because I think the rewatch you're not going to go back to the theater to rewatch it. 
Oh, oh, hundred percent. You're yeah, you're just right. you're just gonna rewatch it at home. Unless I mean, my buddy, he went three times with three different people. So unless it's that type of situation, but yeah, those are yeah. There's a lot of that for Marvel too, though. So okay, awesome. Yeah. Well, Anthony, hey, thank you. We uh, we tackled this in record time. Uh, I, I don't know if I'm saying that facetiously or not. I think we've been talking for two hours. So um, this was awesome. I'm glad we got to break this down. I'm glad we got to talk about it. And I'm glad we both enjoyed this movie so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm glad I was finally able to, you know, geek out and just talk about a, a DC movie as, as much as I like talking about Marvel movies. Absolutely. Yeah, we don't. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get to do that enough. But if we if things keep up, let's hope that we're going to be able to do this again, because I hope that it's nothing but aces from here on out i think that they showed that weird trailer that was the flash and uh shazam shazam 2 shazam 2 Fury of the gods and then yeah. aquaman 2 the something kingdom the lost kingdom so lost there's kingdom. there's some good movies to look forward to for sure but um for any other time guys keep it here on comics and cinema thank you so much for listening i'm your host alex klein and we will see you at the movies